I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the value pack. Uh, I don't think we have any... Oh, well, I guess there is a quick announcement. Nayashi isn't joining us right now. Uh, he got called into work literally like 15 minutes before we were uh, getting together in Discord and getting ready to start the podcast. So that's fun. Uh, he might be joining us later. Just kind of depends on whether he gets off or not. We'll it's just a year-by-year -year thing. So and no uh, no Maywalk crying today. No Maywalk crying. But we do have a <laughs> Yellows tournament is next weekend, next Saturday. You can still sign up for that. April 25th, 3v3 NA tournament. Um, should sign up. Dude, trial, I was practicing on trials yesterday. I fucking hate that shit. Dude, not having precisions is actually the least fun thing in the world. <laughs> but uh, moving on to this episode, we have a very, very special guest. A very well-known member in the EU community, Anfield. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, how long have you been playing? At play since launch, Steam, and have you been playing Ranger the whole time, or kind of what's up with that? Yeah, I started uh, on launch, and uh, yeah, I've been playing Ranger pretty much the whole time. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just enjoy the play style of the class. Yes. I think right. it's probably the main reason most rangers still play the class. It's just really fun. Have you ever been tempted to like play other class? Have you ever been like, ooh, this other class though? Um, I don't think another class has ever been like, ooh, that's really cool. You know, there I'm like, maybe I really want to play that. Uh DK was kind of cool on release, I think, but I never even got that far on that one. Uh the closest I ever came to really considering, well, maybe I, I should try something else is uh, in the 2018 class reworks. That's where I came closest to thinking, if I'm going to play this game after these changes, maybe I should look at something else. But I never did uh, commit to anything in the end and stayed on range. Yeah, when we when we had Rylock on, he kind of talked about that transition. But how how is Ranger now compared to when that first happened? I guess more so specific, um, Awaken Ranger. Um, well, the class specifically didn't really receive it after they were done with those major changes. You know, we've only recently got this little minor tweak that we got. I don't think there's been anything major. Um, Ranger mains in ourselves, we've adjusted and adapted play styles and things. Um, before the reworks. I don't want to say everyone. There were people like a little bit more advanced and stuff, but there was more, you know, basic bow gameplay. Um, whereas now we do more intricate things with the bow than perhaps we did back then because we were forced to adapt and learn, I feel. I mean, I'm not saying everyone. There might have been people that were, you know, above and beyond and already pushing every little magical thing we can do with the bow. But I always feel like there's lots of new things that we've learned. So, uh, But the class is mostly the same in terms of power rankings i would say the only difference is the ap available has changed um gear wise and things like that we're in a different kind of world i suppose and that always changes the meta because of you know when classes reach certain ap points they become xyz so uh, and in that sense ranger is 
in a unique position. And then when when Succession came out, how much did you like it? And after the nurse, how disappointed were you? Well, I never liked Succession. Um, that goes for every single class, not just Ranger. As an idea, um, as for playstyle, I always um, well. <laughs> To, to kind of double back is what I said earlier is uh, Rangers is really really fun to play. Uh, the playstyle is really enjoyable, but that only really pertains to the Awakening. The Succession I felt um, really dulled the playstyle down, uh, which I thought was really disappointing. Um, what they did is they took the pre-Awakening skill tree of Ranger, they amped up the power of the abilities, but didn't really change much uh, aside from like a little bit with Call from Sky and things like that. So. Yeah, I don't like Succession at all. Um, it is a tool, uh, and it was great to, you know, it is great um, still in large-scale PvP. Um, its grinding was nerfed quite significantly. Uh, I think, was Warrior the only other class that has since received both PvP and PvE nerfs to Succession? Um, I believe so, unless you want to factor in the ninja accuracy. Yeah, I guess that's, you could maybe argue that's cool PvE. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ranger got nerfs to both. I felt like the PvE changes were a little unfair. Um, I was unhappy that Succession was better than Awakening quite clearly uh, at grinding. And it's actually funny now, Awakening is actually better uh, at endgame grinding, that is. Uh, succession, however, is far easier. Um, and so if you do want to grind over an extended period of time, the Succession makes more sense because it is simple and uh, doesn't break your wrist. But... Um, yeah, I, I guess with the, uh, with the nerf, it's, it's still a tool. You can still use it to grind endgame, and, and for PvP, certainly, it's still a very valid, valid tool because obviously it's it does a lot more damage from the bow, and for large scale PvP, that's huge. Well, luckily for warriors and not rangers, they made the awakening as good as Succession used to be in PvE, so they don't have to worry anymore. Warriors Awaken PvE is actually insane. There's a uh, there's a video of a 282 Kudum warrior that's awakened getting 5700 trash with a normal loot scroll at uh, side rotation at Star's End, which is like yeah, that's oh, my, my ex uh, guildmate. Um, yeah, he's uh, he made a I think he made succession video first, and since the awakening got like three weeks worth of buffs. Um, yeah, I'm a little. Uh, <laughs> I this is where I usually get myself in trouble. I'm I'm not really sure why Awakened Warrior was so heavily buffed. Um, I just said the succession definitely needed to be nerfed. There was very few people that would argue against that. I think, but I'm not totally sure why the Awakening got so many buffs. But it did, and it is very disgusting at grinding now. All right, so if you could change Ranger, since you prefer Awakening, you'd prefer to always stay Awakening. So let's just focus on just yeah. Awakening. If you could make some Awakening changes for both PvE and PvP that you feel are, are kind of needed or missing, what would they be? Um, Ranger is kind of interesting because there's a lot of things you could tweak, but if you tweaked all of them, obviously you'd make the class way too overtuned. So it always kind of goes by preference. Some Rangers want something, some want others. So for example, could say well i want more damage on the awakening because the ranger awakening just the damage is kind of pathetic um even when you do play awakening all your damage to a player comes from the bow it's all bow skill uh, the awakening is there to protect you because it has more protection uh you know it also cc has more cc and it uh generally has a lot of self buffs on it that you can use too in combos so it would be kind of cool like nature's tremble is is a very long cooldown they did nerf it by or buff it sorry by two seconds 
uh, yay. It's, but it's still 19 <laughs> seconds, uh, and it doesn't really do any damage. You know, I guess for a skill like that with that kind of cooldown, it would be kind of cool if it was more of a Terra Sanctitude damage, because the Awakening kind of feels sad to use as damage, and uh, you are melee, you are more exposed, and it would be kind of interesting, I guess, for the Awakening to have yeah. damage. Um, on the flip side, you could just give the bow more protection, um, although that would be weird to do considering... It's not succession, but um, our bow doesn't have any protection. At one point, we had forward guard, for example, on shotgun, uh, which made sense for a lot of the flows where we'd go into shotgun from the flow, but that was removed, and that would be kind of nice on cooldown again. We still actually have that cooldown. It just exists and does nothing. Um, yeah. I've, yeah. I had there's a, a lot of tweaks. I, I played Ranger for a couple months before Mystic came out. For me... My favorite time of Ranger was actually before the Absolutes and their bands came out because I, I wasn't a big fan of the bow to begin with. So I was like kind of dreaded, like, oh man, I'm going to have to learn the bow. I, I loved though how Awakening played like back in the day, like just pure Awakening. Yeah, I thought it was so much fun. Like even just something as simple as like the Q having frontal guard and timing it to block skills. I miss that shit. I forget. Was what is great. it called? Wailing. Wailing, Wailing wind. wind. Yeah. Ah, oh, that skill. That that was so fun. It was like such such a skilled matchup too. Like when you do it was like the one mirror matchup that actually was like felt like it had skill. Like Ranger versus Ranger. Yeah, I agree. Actually it was it was one of my most um it's funny actually. Uh the two matchups I loved the most pre reworks were Sork and Ranger. Uh Sork and Ranger before the class reworks was really close and it was really, really fun. And then uh, Ranger versus Ranger mirror matchup was actually pretty fun too. And then post post class reworks, uh, those are the two I hate the most. Uh, Sork because it's an <laughs> impossible matchup. I mean, it is for most classes, but for Ranger specifically it does feel very, very difficult. Um, however, I'd still rather fight a Sork than a Guardian, I think. But uh, Ra Ranger mirror matchup is just, it's uh, S block and then look for a uh, long range knockdown with blasting gust or a stun from tearing shot. I mean, there you can get close a little bit. You can try and catch with waltz and do some stuff like that, but a lot of it is really risky and it's better just to kind of look for a blasting gust. Whoever catches the other person, so you'd rather fight a sork than a guardian, even yeah. with the grab. Yes, I think, um, and I might catch flack from this. I, I saw a Reddit post recently of uh, someone. I guess it was a Guardian thread, and it was um, a bunch of Guardians complaining about how the class is actually kind of meh. 1v1 is really terrible at 1v1 because the attacks are too slow and predictable. Um, I've faced some pretty good Guardians, people that have now gotten a sense of the class. They have the Pro Pre-Awakening un kit unlocked. Um, and I actually think that it does a lot better in 1v1s, even against grab classes, than people initially... Because most people were saying, okay, it's going to be great against non-grab classes. Right. Um, but I actually think that it's quite underrated against grab classes. And the thing about Ranger is um, Guardian actually has more iframes than we do. Uh, she can dodge quite well against our grab, which is kind of predictable. And we can't sit in close range against her for long because she does so much damage. Um, and I feel like, I, I don't know, I, I, I genuinely feel that maybe it's based on, you know, a couple of friends I have in, that are actually taking the time to learn and maybe I'm just really, really, really bad. That's also potential, but... Um, I'm it's with you. I, I'm actually with you on that. I think like it's versus ninja. I think versus awakening ninja, it struggles. Versus Kuno, 
especially succession it's probably hard but outside of that man i don't know like i feel like guardian is very good in 1v1 i i really do and they're they're three second iframe that stiffens like iframe start stiffen with <laughs> that's like mass destruction but better is like ah uh, dude like good good guardians that actually know matchups it's super hard to catch them Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that realistically, those iframes are so designed in such a way that it's really punishing. Because um, and if they need to, they can get out with Infernal Nemesis, and then at that point, you're facing directly at the Guardian again. But they have some distance; they can go into Shift LMB. I mean, that skill can one-shot archers that are quite well geared. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Guardian has 280 AP, they're just going to get deleted, even with Pen Armor. It's a very underrated class, and I honestly. I mean, I don't think it will get nerfed for a long time because it is a new class, but I do feel like it could be toned down a little bit. Although I am on board of her having good damage because her attacks are slower, and I think that she she should be like the sort of AoE in the thick of it, big fights. I just, you know, think that maybe they overtuned her a little bit when it comes to certain things, but we'll see. As, as metas develop and time develops, you know, people's opinions shift and change all the time on classes and as new things are figured out. Her blockage is nuts, too. Yeah, if you block, if you break it, and she can go into the iframe, and it'll be restored again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like if you play on most classes, even on classes that are like relatively tanky, if you play close, you're like on a clock because your HP just starts dipping. Like you have to like go in, try to get the grab off quick, and then get out before you're like screwed. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, unless all right. you play Sork. Unless you play Sork. Um, <laughs> they, they really, although they really... that I mean, that matchup's not that easy for a Sork, too. It like not saying Sork needs any buffs or anything like that, but it that matchup can end up being one of those like the old days of Sork versus Valk Warrior with Lingering SA, where you're just sitting there fishing for a CC for like five minutes because that yeah. block is actually crazy. They just need to nerf, uh, they just need to nerf Rushing Crow. I think that'd be. Right? <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Oh I did. my god, dude! That triggered <laughs> me. Yeah. For, so, <laughs> for context on Reddit, I, I was telling this guy. Uh, he he was complaining about there is a flow to a guardian skill that has a bound. It's an AOE protected bound in Awakening, and you have to use the unprotected skill first. But the bound technically has no cooldown. So you can use it whenever you want, basically. It's super armor bound. And I was like, oh, that sounds like Storming Crow. And then the Sork started arguing with me about how no Sork uses Storming Crow, that it's bad, and it's only protected while moving. And I'm like, what are you? I actually didn't realize he was thinking of Rushing Crow, so I was like, there's no way you think that. <laughs> like, every Sork uses this skill. What are you talking about? It's a no cooldown super <laughs> no, dude, armor bound that moves. any good Sork you know, nobody uses it. It's yeah. trash. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was pretty funny. All right, so EU Siege. What's the state of EU Siege over there from... Is, uh, it, um... is it fixed? Last we heard, it was garbage. Is it still garbage from your experience? I would say that uh, it's definitely in a bad place. And obviously the same culprits are always brought up in terms of the fact that the Merc system just allows non-commitment to go. Like I use the Merc system and I siege, um, but I would be accepting that if they remove the Merc system, I would have to commit again to a siege guild if I wanted to siege. Um, it's like LFR for, raid, or for uh, sieging. It's 
And I guess the issue is on EU is you have a lot of hyped up small scale guilds, you know, the 30, 40 men with Uber gear, um, especially since the breakup of enemy and, and these guilds fight and they fight on tier two nodes oftentimes, and then they just go Merc and Siege um, and they Merc into one guild and they absolutely elevate the strength of that guild that is a no-name guild to absurd amounts and anyone can really take a castle. The only guilds really proper siege guilds we have is Sovereign is still around doing their thing uh, and they don't take mercs which is you know credit to them and then you have I, I think Voss is still around uh, but there's there's a massive gap in power between Sovereign and Voss it's yeah it's a mess um, I don't really know what it's like for NA uh, but for EU it's 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 a big mess and obviously with the uh, apprentice changes you can't use alt guilds to node war anymore. So if you, again, we're back to, if you take a territory, so either, you know, your your reward for being arguably what, what should be good at PVP is that you don't get to PVP. So that's still a thing as well. And, and without being able to go into an alt guild because of the, you know, the, the apprentice system, it essentially means you're locked in the guild once you take the, the territory. The 5k HP change, um, I don't know if that really has affected or impacted people's participation in Siege. Um, obviously, there's huge debate over that as a separate thing, but I don't think it necessarily has negatively or positively affected the attendance at Siege, so I wouldn't really weigh that in. But yeah, EU is... It's a shame. Um, I actually saw a clip that I had from years ago, like I guess 2017, and it was a Siege on Valencia, and there was like eight forts, and they were all major Siege guilds, and I was like, oh, wow. You know, got nostalgic and all that, and then I was thinking, man. And you compare that to today's Siege, it's... It's a disappointing story. Yeah. yeah, they just they they need. I don't know about removing the merc system because everyone talks about the bad of the merc system, but it does do good for people too. They just need to put a cap on it on siege. I I will never understand why there is no cap. It's just mind boggling too. to me. It needs to be like low, like it needs to be like ten at most. I would even say yeah. less. Like I wouldn't even mind if it was seven. Yeah, because you're right. It's like there's no sense of um. I mean, the problem too is like once you remove the Merc system, it just goes back to everyone just wants to be in the top three or four guilds, and everyone else kind of suffers while those guilds yeah. get to thrive. There's just uh, it. The Merc system is a good idea, but I, I, they just need caps. They need caps, and they need to be like low caps. Don't come out and be like, "We put a cap on siege," and it's like forty fucking people. Like that shit needs to be like ten at the highest. I think. I think if you did any more than 10, it probably wouldn't change much, if anything, in all honesty. Well, the other thing that's kind of, uh, like, I, I don't know. When you see a guild show up with 40 mercs, they win the territory, like Serendia or Balanos, and then the next week they have no mercs, and then a low-level guild just runs them over. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's also not fun. Like, I don't know. It's it's yeah, such a using weird thing. the using the mercs that won them the territory last time a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's crazy, um, man. I don't know. We had a commenter from EU. Have you tried out Bloody Monastery, Anfield? I yeah. did, yeah, first day. And what are your thoughts? I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. It's just I, I wasn't sure that it was financially viable over the usual suspects like Sakurai or even Star Zen. So yeah, does, um, does Ranger have that issue that. where you push everything around? I think every class does there, right? Uh, um, well, some at least can like uh, maybe. I felt mean, like Ackman to me, and I, yeah. Ackman I don't think it's possible to get clean pulls, and it felt kind of like that to me. 
Dude, on Kuno, it's fucking terrible. On Kuno Succession, because Shadow Explosion pushes the mobs, like, super far. <laughs> I have to, like, use a mobility skill to gap close after using Shadow Explosion. It makes no sense. Um, we had a, a commenter say a couple weeks ago that the guild, the EU guild scuffed, um, mm. has all of the boss fights that spawn locked down, and they're not letting anyone else fight them. And... That they're making, they have like one or two members in their guild that they're feeding the dawn earrings to from the bosses, and they're making seven hundred mil an hour. Have you heard about this phenomenon? I mean, I know the guild scuffed, but I've never actually heard of this. No, this is news to me. If that's true, <laughs> I just don't even. I, I'm trying to figure out how you would. You'd have to have all of your members okay with not making any silver. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm like confused as well. Yeah, it's weird. All right, I was curious if you had heard of that. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard too. So it feels like someone maybe had a boss spawn in their channel, and then Scuffed happened to be seeing on the channel <laughs> yeah. as well, and they just got murked for it. And but I mean, Scuffed is a hardcore, like one of these small scale, kind of a newer one, a uh, thirty men guild. Uh, with with uber geared players, so it sounds like something they would do for that, rather than this conspiracy of a mafia. To I mean, if they are and that's working for them, that's interesting. I've never heard of it though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Is there anything EU related you wanted to ask, Rosler? How's the Node War scene uh, actually? Uh, well, our tier one scene is very alive. Medium specifically seems to have create. We had like I, I placed on a tier one hard uh, on Friday, and the tier one medium on that day had fifteen forts. And the day before that, I placed a hard. It was also I think it was sixteen forts. So yeah, I guess with the a lot of a lot of nodes being bumped up to tier two and tier one having slightly less and obviously people having the free gear feels like that's actually really increased the population for that, which is cool to see. Um, tier two, I placed on recently to try it out. Um, but, uh, I ended up fighting some of the strongest guilds. Uh, I mean, I, I have players in my guild that are geared and I have also players that are, some of them still using some of the free gear from the suppressed gear. Um, so coming up against, you know, guilds where there's people with close to 700 gear scores not super duper fun so we uh backed out of that real quick but from what i hear from other guilds tier two is kind of a toss-up you never know who you're gonna fight sometimes you might get a decent fight and then sometimes you might fight an uber guild um i'm i, I'm a, I mean that must happen on na as well where uh i actually don't know do you have like 20 to 30 men guilds that are like dedicated super pvp guilds yeah kind of they're they're probably not a lot not, of them yeah they're, they're probably, not that strong yeah i i mean i so think most people of now have like, in like snake and black rose and so i mean we yeah, have some geared that. ones like brutal right like guilds like brutal or whatever i don't know yeah but is brutal like uh, is 40 brutal as strong as 40 like snake or black rose i don't no, know about that. no not at all but I don't know. It's weird, man. Like I, I, I think Rezar and I have said this a few times, but I, I really wish they would make it so. If all right, so you need a T three or T four to to participate in siege. But if you win a tier three or a tier four, you should not be allowed to place on a tier two. And conversely, if you win a tier two, you should not be allowed to place on tier three or tier four. And I think the tier two scene would f feel a lot better because even in situations where it's like 
three or four tier two guilds and one Cho Nation. Like there are multiple times where Cho Nation still just wins that outright in like a one v four. So it's it's also not not fun. <laughs> I think the situation is 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 there's no lose condition for some of these guilds because even if they are Zerg, they still enjoy smacking yep. you know these guilds that have triple the numbers because it's fun to farm a bunch of kills. So I think they they win either way, even if they don't win the node. Um, I don't know if like upping the rewards for tier three and tier four is the option or the answer rather, because I what I hear from players that I know personally in these guilds is that there isn't the competition at tier three, tier four, so they go down to tier two, um, and obviously the reverse of that is well, that's because you all come to tier two rather than forming a scene on tier three, because there are enough of these guilds, but right, and that's why they need to be forced on tier threes and yeah. tier fours. I mean, shit, maybe tier three and tier four should just be one tier, and like it should just be one tier and reduce the nodes. And then well, we used to have that, right? It used to be tier one, tier two, and tier three. I don't think tier four was always in the game. If I may be misremembering that, but I, I could almost swear that tier three used to be the highest tier of node. I don't remember that far because there was no caps. There were no caps on tier one, and then it was tier two, and then there was tier three. I think, but uh, I might be wrong. Um, someone would have to probably already. I I, I actually wouldn't mind combining tier twos and threes. Honestly, I I think there's. I think there's three types of guilds, honestly. I think there's guilds that are looking to siege or, you know, BH siege strength, which those should be in tier three, four. There are guilds that are like new guilds or just getting into node war. Those are your tier ones. And then there's your in-betweeners and those are tier twos. Like, I, I think those are the three types you have, honestly. Yeah. Um, that being said, there's still... There's still been a lot. The fights have been a lot better since they removed those node wars, or the uh, the nodes a couple weeks ago. There's just been a lot more guilds placed on T2, so there's always like a two v two. Like we actually had a really fun two v two the other day, where it was um, was it Galactus and Flux versus Censored and GVG, and that was it was actually really competitive. So that that was fun. And then we've had 1v1s against Devour and GVG and stuff, but um, I don't know. It's w Once Black Rose is there, Snake, it's like, okay, well, here we go. We spend an hour and a half trying to get them and hope to God we have enough time to still 1v1 after. <laughs> yeah, so you can have fun. Yeah. Hope, hope for the PvP to actually start later in the mode. Yeah. Because when mode. you're fighting, when you're just trying to kill Snake or Black Rose, it's just running your face against a wall for an hour, basically. Just cancer. Dude, the other thing, too, the deeper issue with it is for smaller guilds trying to build up, like that, those kind of wars make their members want to quit or not go to Node War. Because, like, if you're, yeah. if you're full Tet, even if you're just full Tet, and you have like try like old soft cap and you show up to these wars like you're not having fun trying to fight Cho at all. Like that's it's miserable for those people. I guess that's kind of the issue is is what we would consider the old soft cap is just not good enough anymore for tier two. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of sad to say that that's uh, the scene. That should be like the minimum entry and that then that's fine, but it could be better, right? Um and I don't know if that's like you could look at something like Kafros as the problem because before the kind of bonuses you would have by having Ted or Pen armor over someone that has the grade below you isn't that significant. But if you have Ted armor and someone has Pen armor with Kafros in it, then there's there can be a massive difference. Uh, I don't know if that's like something that is is more of an issue with uh, it. It makes it harder for guilds. But I know that when we placed on this node and we just got absolutely decimated, um, 
it was very demotivating for a lot of people because we were trying to see, okay, let's see if we can do tier two. Because the other thing I don't like about tier two is it's so PA reliant. And I know NA is like kind of famous for their PA rotations and things. I hate PA uh, and I hate that it's reliant. And I don't have, even when I, I used to run my guild as like a, a more hardcore tier two. Uh, I had trials and I had uh, gear requirements and things like that. We still never had PAs because we didn't have that many witches and witches. I don't know how to recruit them. Anyways, <laughs> it's kind of like that now. And, and I have like two or three and other guilds are showing up with like 10 of them. And I'm like, uh, you know, and they're permanently PA. That's one of the nice things about tier one that um, even if you have a lot of gear, I think you should always give it a shot just to see because it's kind of fun to like actually be like, this guy's not going to be immune for eight seconds. It's just going to be, let's see if we can catch them in and engage. And that's that, you know, it's not, oh, well, they're immune. So, yeah. but it's weird. It's crazy. Uh, or you just do what Reznor does and not join a guild, you know, just hang out at Polyforest all day. What do you mean? I am in a guild. Are you? Yeah. I joined your favorite guild ever. Sinfui? Hell yeah, brother. Oh god. I'm in here all all three of me. <laughs> it's me and my two alt accounts in here. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so um I guess that's a you. That's Ranger stuff. Let's get to the The, the stuff everybody dude. wants to know about. <laughs> the mappers, dude. Fucking mappers, dude. Okay, let me pull up this post. This is their their little yeah, post I, here. I linked it, right? Yeah. I yeah. Um. So I'm gonna just read this real quick. I, everyone kind of knows it, but we'll just do a little refresher, and then uh, we'll, we'll just go around the room and get everyone's opinion on what on how this concluded. Well, hold on. Maybe yeah. not everybody knows. Give give a quick TLDR on what happened. So if anybody has been living under a rock okay. for two weeks, like the original just... original. Yes. All yeah. Right. Like Barcode, what happened? Barcode what is this cheated. Now onto this post. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Anti-barcode propaganda here. So there, there were these maps, Afuaru map, um, that you can get for being a new returning player. It was an event that was going on. Um, you you get these maps and you can put them in the guild storage, and the guild can run them, and they spawn treasure chests that give you loot, bunch of random shit, could be accessories, fail stacks. Uh, enhancement mats and giants drafts and stuff like that so on and so forth a uh, bunch of guilds leveled up alternate accounts as accounts for free for a while at the same time they had a free event which is st standard issue cacao run a free event on uh, during <laughs> a free account event during a, a a new member gets x item thing going on at the same time standard um and then, so they would level up these dummy accounts, put the maps in their guild, put people on vacation to invite these people, get like stock up on maps, kick them out, whatever. And then they would have like as many people as they can merc into the guild because whether you're on vacation or not, you can participate in hitting these chests. And they ran them all at once and got a bunch of extra money. Um, and then there was a debate about whether this was exploiting or not, or if this is how it was intended or not, or if it was fair or not, or if frosty was just jealous or not so um we waited to see what they'd say they said they're looking into it and then uh this week on on patch day i think it was on patch day right yeah, yeah it was on Wednesday. uh gm rotaz who is uh he's probably stressed out this week i feel like he's getting a lot 
of messages, but he posted (laughs) greetings, adventures, exploitation in any form is not accepted in black desert online. Those that we verify with indisputable evidence will face extremely tough account sanctions. The Afuara map case is more complex than many people were aware, as it is not just the notorious cases that are wider known, but also ensuring that all players receive the same level of scrutiny to ensure our actions were fair. We hope that today we can shed some light on the investigation we've been conducting, the stance that we are taking, and the final closure of the case. There are some of uh, there are some of the consideration. These are some of the considerations that we've taken into account. Bullet point one: This was intended for new and returning players, and for guilds to become more actively involved with welcoming welcoming them to the game. Creating a high number of dummy accounts for the sole purpose of making gains from this event is indisputably against the spirit of the event and therefore considered as exploitation. The cumulative silver gains during the event were higher than anticipated during the event, which had significant impact on the game economy. Uh, Bullet point three, we introduced the event into the game without thorough consideration to the potential for exploitation. and Shocker. (laughs) Four, we did not have sufficient evidence that the majority of players attending the summoning and looting were aware of the exploitive method used to obtain the maps. So, considering the above and not believing it fair or proportionate to take permanent account action on every player that looted X items, we have specifically targeted organizers behind the event uh, or behind the exploit that created accounts and leveled them for the purpose of increasing gains from the event. The, uh, this investigation required considerable manual investigation work as there's no single data point that could determine guilt or innocence. So the bullet or the 23 players that we identified uh, will be permanently bland, banned from Black Desert Online. In addition, we determined thresholds behind, beyond the highest amount of maps that anyone managed to obtain without resorting to exploits. Any player that looted more than that will receive silver balance reduction equal to the silver value of the items received. Collect as Collectively, this will sink 3.9 trillion silver from the game economy. Um, we also accept our own errors and responsibility for the implementation of the event, and we're adjusting our own procedures to catch things like this before we make it live. We regret our own failures here, and this was considered when determining our response to the exploit. Although our focus was on accuracy and diligence, our priority to ensure only those abusing the event were punished, we are also unsatisfied with the speed in which we responded and understand that many people felt frustrated with our actions. Um, yeah, and then they do, they update a little fact, they just do a little closing thought, and then update with some facts, and 23 accounts are banned were active accounts, not dummy accounts, negative silver silver balance was added to a total of 405 accounts, all potential rewards were given a silver value, that includes fail stacks, um, that were agreed with the developers, and we took a higher stance on those who attended the scrolls, um, or a light, sorry, we took a lighter stance on those people who only attended the use of the scrolls as the boundaries were unclear on looting and we must accept responsibility for our own mistake. So, 23 people banned here in NA and 405 people got their silver reduced and the amount of silver reduced like ranged dramatically. Like I've seen, so just from, just people I know directly, some lost as, as little as 5 billion silver, some lost as much as 19. So, um... Yeah, what are uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Didn't it? Didn't yeah. it I, I don't remember. People did the math on the day this shit came out. Didn't the four hundred accounts roughly come out to uh, ten ten billion per person? Yeah, four hundred five accounts with how much silver they said got removed is about ten billion silver per person. 
So, of course, uh, it's not going to be equal, but that's what right. the average. Right, that's the average. So, going around the room, Anfield, starting with you, since you're in EU, I guess I don't know if this even took place in EU or how bad it was there, if it even happened I, at all. You, it's not in this post, but I saw another post where Rotas said that of the 23 permanent bans, it was 22 NA accounts and one EU account. <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, okay, so this is 400... Okay, so this is total NA and EU. That's interesting. I guess. I mean, right. I, then he might have just specifically been talking the permabands, but I saw another post where he said that, unless that was shopped. I mean, who fucking knows? It was just a screenshot of it, but... Right. Um. So, yeah, Anfield, uh, um, from from what you've heard and gathered, what, what are your thoughts? Was the punishment enough? Too much? Uh, how do you feel about the whole thing? I'm not sure how I feel about the permanent bans yet. Um, I see that both ways, but the uh, silver thing is interesting because it was one to one, right? They they weighed exactly what you gained and then made it negative in your warehouse. Is that correct? Uh, yes, and it seems as though like kind of some of the boosted silver amounts are apparently they they weigh the fail stacks like really really high. Someone was saying, I, I don't remember if it was like confirmed or not, but supposedly the 50 stack was weighted as 310 million silver. So stuff okay. like that was weighted higher. But yes, outside of that, one-to-one, basically. Yeah, that's where I think that it was a little bit too light. Uh, I feel like <laughs> it's basically they, they exploited, they made a bunch of money, they could buy whatever they wanted, assuming, you know, if they didn't have to fail stacking them, they just sell everything and buy something they need. And then that money then gets negative later. It's like taking out a loan. Um, there's no real punishment there for me. If, if if you told me that I could exploit for whatever amount, I could buy, say, a tech distortionary, and I bought that tech distortionary, and then the money was then negative, so I had to make it back later, well, that's fine, because then I have that extra EP, and I can just grind that money back a little bit faster than I would have otherwise done if I had to build the, the money from scratch without the exploits. So I feel like that probably should have been... I don't know if two times is too much or, or what, but at one-to-one -one seems a little unfair it doesn't feel like a punishment uh the permanent bans i don't know um is that too much i don't maybe who knows yeah the permanent band is is crazy um res your thoughts uh okay so let me get this out of the way first uh I, i'm glad they did something okay now that that's out of the way yeah this is not this is this is this ain't it chief uh, there's a reason a lot of people are upset, and it's exactly what Enfield said, is that when you make it one-to-one, -one, it's it's really, like, not even a punishment at that point. There's no uh, break-even. That's not a punishment. It's not a punishment to break even for doing an exploit. That doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I doubt they'll, you know, do anything after they dished out something and i am glad that they did something better something than nothing you know but yeah it's definitely doesn't feel like enough i don't think the permabands were too far if they actually were able to figure out the people that were coordinating the event and doing the whole i'm gonna make a bunch of dummy accounts get my guildies to level it up to 50 or 55 whatever it was i don't remember 58 and then you know do all that I think that's good, honestly. Those are those are the worst offenders. Those are the people that were, you know, most actively working towards trying to, to break the system, and they should res absolutely receive the hardest punishment. That's how I feel about it. Um, so 
to to try to mediate what do you guys think as far as the the silver being one-to-one with their comment that it was partially their responsibility for not making it clear like how the event was supposed to be used so for the people looting like showing up to loot there's a chance that maybe they didn't realize this was an exploit oh, and that's stop. why they were like stop they knew exactly what they were doing dude you're telling me that they sat there for like five hours hitting a chest and they never once thought they never once thought oh i'm starting to think something fishy may be going on here uh, <laughs> hey it felt like relic scrolls to me dude Dude, no. <laughs> they, they knew what was going on from the start. Everybody who participated in that shit knew exactly what was going on. There was nobody who was like, oh, just my friend invited me to do some chest. I didn't know that there was any, you know, breaking rules going on. No, none of that happens. <laughs> zero, literally zero of that happened. Well, it should never really have gone any further than this event was intended for returning and new players. These aren't new players. They're new right. accounts. People will boost it up. That's not a new player. That's an account that you've made to get the reward. So I think that that's as far as, you, you know, you don't even have to go any further as doing this on mass, having people murking the guilds to do this and, and having constant ins and outs of the guild. It doesn't have to get that far before you realize this is not intended. So um, right. I don't feel like a cow. I mean, they hold responsibility for not... I don't know. I, it's like I, I talked a little bit to Res before, but um, I'm not entirely sure how something like this gets green lighted and think maybe this could be a problem. <laughs> I think that's the one thing everyone is in agreement on. That is the one thing, no matter what your stance is on the exploits, on the bans, on everything. I feel like everybody together can go, how the fuck did they not see this coming? <laughs> right. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm with Anfield, I'm with you both basically on the silver thing, like, I, I don't think it was enough. Uh, I'm personally not, like, upset by it, like, I feel like at least something was done, and I can live with it and move on, it's fine. But to me, yeah, it also, I, I don't think it was enough. The perma-ban thing is, is that's a harsh punishment, um, but I guess if you were going way out of your way to make accounts and to get other people to make accounts and so on and so forth, then like, now you're no longer like, uh, maybe this is wrong because I, I hit a bunch of chests. Now you're like, we know this is wrong. Here's how to exploit it. Let me teach you, show you, and make a bunch of accounts. You know, like, so I get it. I can live with that as well. But yeah, I, I do kind of wish a little bit that the silver thing was more harsh. Um, I, I two to one maybe or or maybe something like uh maybe the one to one ratio but then like a two week ban or something so they can't make money back. The other thing is like it let's just say even the one to one like I don't get why they are not deleting like the fail stacks. I don't I don't think it's that hard for them to figure out the fail stacks that were generated from the event and just remove them from the game. Because they, they still have those fail stacks. Like, one of the issues, like, Nayashi was bringing up um, with us early in the week is that there were players that went and just enhanced a Tet Distortion. You know, they used their fail stacks to gamble, they enhanced one Tet Distortion, they're out of debt. Right? Like, that's it. That's all they had to do. And then they net profit from the whole thing because of it. Um, granted, there are some people that failed those distortions, and they're slightly worse off, but even still, like, that was just... You know, they get extra rewarded for gambling as well. So, yeah, I'm kind of 
I'm like half and half. I'm not upset by it, but it, the punishment definitely should have been harsher, in my opinion. Um, as far as their comment on it took them a long time to resolve, I actually, I don't know. Like, Anfil, you were talking about this right before we started, but I actually don't think it took that long. I think it was relatively fast. It's just people wanted something to happen so bad, and they were afraid nothing was going to happen. But if you actually look at the timeline of it, it, it ended up being like relatively quick, in my opinion. No, I'm actually I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with the speed at which they did it. Considering again, I didn't think they were going to do anything as soon as they made that that post where they were like, "Ah, it's a little bit more complicated than we thought it was at first, I was instantly like, "Ah, oh, they ain't doing shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like maybe it's just my expectations because remember I said um, last week or the week before, like if I had to bet my own money, my money would be that nothing happens at all. Hmm based on their history based on when i go to battle arena how many shies with random just typed letters pop up that oh yeah speaking speed of uh, yeah speaking of that kind of stuff i love uh i love exploitation in any form is not accepted in black desert online those we verify with indisputable evidence will face extremely tough account sanctions and it's like but that hasn't always been the case has it <laughs> like I, I just love how they say that like it's just like this factually like we're putting our foot down this is the way things are and then it's like but it isn't hasn't in the past at least and if you're doing it now then then great i hope you continue doing this with like all kinds of things all things that are exploitive or just cheaty in general in nature such as piloting as the kids call it now or speed hacking or you know fucking anything that comes up really i mean I, I'd, I'd love to see them take a harder stance on this sort of stuff but uh they haven't historically they which again is themselves I, in the foot <laughs> now we yeah. know they can solve something like this within two weeks or whatever and yeah well, what about all those speed hacks that you know yeah what about yeah. every speed hacker that i've i've seen like a streamer catch on twitch like you get their name and everything and i'm like okay that's an easy ban right there you know that person needs to be banned. Very obvious what's going on here. No investigation required. Should be banned, like, on the spot. As soon as they're seen on the, the famous Twitch stream, basically. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just... I, 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 I think back to the days of old, whenever there were literal games in the game. Like, you could actually see them. I, I literally watched a GM ban someone in, like, my second week playing the game. It was somebody who was using a, a, a bot at a Hex Sanctuary. And I was like, I was like, Will, what is happening here? And the guy kept teleporting the uh, the bot like to him and like telling him to like stop and then all this stuff. And then, of course, it's a bot, didn't reply. And so the GM just said bye-bye. And then the bot just disappeared. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's awesome. Was he wearing that cool GM outfit with the mask and the nose? Yeah, the the plague doctor mask with the wings. Yep. Imagine how well that would have sold. It would sell something so similar. well. Oh my god, dude! I would buy that in a second. Also, they just sold the Cabilius wings as a separate attachment, so you could put it on any armor. Did they really? No, if they did, I'm saying they would make so. Oh, much I money. thought you said they did. I was like, wait, that's a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> that would sell like crazy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know really what else to say. I think, like, 
it should have been more silver, maybe a short band. I know I kind of like the idea. I know this is not really possible, but I did think it would have been funny if it was like, if they were going to keep it one-to-one ratio, but then everyone that got silver removed, they also were told like when Odalita comes out, they won't be able to access Odalita. It'll just be like an invisible wall for them for 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) Just lock them out of the new zone. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, people are so angry, though. So how do you guys feel about, like, the the Reddit community is really, really, really pissed at the Silver Award. So I guess, like, what's kind of your, your thoughts on how the community is taking it? I really looked at Reddit that much about it. Uh, but to be honest with you, I read a lot of things on Reddit, and it's very... In this case, obviously, like I said, I already expressed my feelings about how they got punished, but Oftentimes, Reddit is very pitchfork before they really think about things. Um, and there's some very interesting things that come out of Reddit. So, yeah. Although I would say that likely the response to this, you know, from sites like that and forums and things like that has obviously driven the rapidness of this response, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in the same, I'm, 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 I'm in the same boat as you, Frosty, where it's like, I don't think it was enough, but I'm really not too upset about it. Like I said, I am happy they did anything at all, considering I didn't expect them to, but it's not like, uh, like there's the, I saw this one thread where these people were like, oh, they haven't done shit from now on any exploit ever. I'm going to take advantage of it. And it's like, all right, well, that's just you being a cunt at that point then. Like you, like... (laughs) It, like let's get this straight like if you if the only reason you don't exploit is because you won't get punished then you're a cunt like that's just if you exploit at all you're a cunt but it's not like you shouldn't cheat because cheating is not fun for you it's not fun for the other people in the game that's why you shouldn't cheat or exploit or do anything like that your decision to not cheat shouldn't be based on whether there's a fucking punishment or not you fucking mongoloids like apologize Jesus for any children watching. Yeah. This ain't a children's stream. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your ears now if you're listening. <laughs> but like seriously, so I, it's just so I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, not to be a goddamn purist about it or anything, which I probably sound like one, but seriously, like that's like saying the only thing that stops me from murdering someone is the fact that I would go to prison over it. Like, no, you should not want to murder someone because that's kind of a fucked thing to do. See, now you're comparing mapping to murderers, and that's why the mappers are so upset and they feel cheated. They feel, they feel cheated? personally why? attacked because you're treating them like murderers. <laughs> dude, I, I, fuck. Some I of the mappers... like my left nut. <laughs> dude, some of them are, are still actually in denial. Um, some Someone on stream... I'm not going to name names, but someone on stream was saying... Um, they were answer- answering questions about it, and they were saying that they, they still don't see how on earth they could have come to the conclusion that this was an exploit when it was just showing up and hitting the chests, and everyone would have done it if they knew about it. And XD. it's And it's just <laughs> like, and this person that said this also put out an apology for exploiting, but then it's like, <laughs> a few weeks later, like you're saying that, it's just like, wait, what? And what was the point of the apology? It's because they got they were apologizing not for the exploit, but because they got caught. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I I can tell you what it is. They're they're like, I'm sorry, I got caught cheating, but cheating isn't wrong. 
that's exactly what that is. I have another friend that used to hang on our little friend group that got caught, and he he won't show his face. He's embarrassed because we're all making fun of him, like because we saw him on the stream. Oh, is it the? Is it who I think it is? No, uh, maybe I don't know, but he was. uh, We called him out on it, and we're like, "Yo, dude." how much you make from the gold thing like before it all happened and he was like what are you talking about and then another friend was like you you do realize they're probably going to do something he's like no they won't it's not an exploit how is it an exploit and he's getting all defensive and now he just no one's heard from him for like two weeks is it the one is it the one that was the vert clip where he was like they're doing it without you bro no 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 not him oh okay no not him that clip was hilarious by the way (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, enough of that. Hopefully that's all in the past. At least we have some cool memes going forward forever that will live on. Oh, the memes were the best bit. Oh, I love the, <laughs> the memes, dude. Yeah, some of the memes are good, dude. Some of them are lazy as hell, but some of them are really good. So let's, you said that Kai got banned? Uh, supposedly Kai got banned, yeah. That's, uh, that, a, that's, what that's I a high heard. profile ban right there. Yeah, he's a GM of Barcode. Suppo- all right, yeah. so I, I don't know. I'm not going to say 100% sure because I still have not got confirmation. I haven't even looked into it after, but there's like a list of people. But apparently Kai and Jeffy the Wise, dude, are podcast guest. Jeffy got banned? Apparently. Yikes. He was on allegedly, the list that I saw. Allegedly. allegedly. We don't have confirmation. We don't have confirmation yeah. of these things. He may just be playing Arcade Unchained. I don't know. <laughs> he just hasn't logged in a week, dude. <laughs> yeah, you never know, dude. You never know. I did think oh, it was funny I, for some reason when I because I saw Jeffy the Wise streaming Arcade like a few weeks ago, like three weeks ago, and I was like, I didn't even know people were still playing that because a lot of people had already like migrated back or just stopped playing Arcade. And then for some reason, when I saw his name on the list, I was like, well, I guess twenty three people are going back to Arcade. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, there are so, some high-profile people, man. That's the Barcode GM is. Yeah, I don't even know what's gonna happen. I think bar, is Barcode gonna die now? Well, they have to wait 15 days, right? Like the GM has to not log in for 15 days for the GM to even pass, and then I'm pretty sure anyone could take it. Whoever logs in first, isn't that how that works? Yeah, isn't it kind of like yeah. a random FFA? So good luck, dude. Hopefully, it's someone with good intentions. <laughs> Otherwise, but, uh, that could end also, poorly. Like. They they they're not gonna like go through the effort of IP banning anyone, right? So if Kai really wanted to, he just gets yeah. another account. He just, and just keeps account. playing. Yeah, no, they're not doing that. It's just an account ban. I mean, I say just a, but I I would not get another account. If my account got banned, I'd quit. Oh yeah, that's, I would too. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of time and uh, way way too much time and effort invested that I would just be like, dude, fuck. I would. But I mean, so if bad. you're if you're running like a you know like a I mean, I don't know exactly where Barcode sits now, but they're probably top five, right? If you're running a top five Siege Guild, and uh, or at least top ten, and you are, you know, you've sunk a lot of hours into the game and into your community, which Kai has. You're a streamer. He streams, like, consistently. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can just walk away from that, if that is true that he got banned, you know? Maybe now that he's banned, he can't defend himself. You can say how you really feel about his PvP. <laughs> dude i don't know why you think i hate kai it's just, it happens to everyone when they get ap they just get sloppy and they just don't like 
they don't do the shit that they used to have to because they don't have to. Just that simple. Just get lazy because they got so much damage they can kill people in two hits. Yeah. Um, this is super super off topic, but uh, and for the, how how strong in succession is penetrating wind? Um, well, it's scaled up in damage. It does hit very, very hard. But is it um, the air attack that is what makes it hit so hard? Does that it yeah, has air attack, you, right? If you can land the air attack, it can hit really hard, especially on really high APs. So a friend of mine who plays, uh, he plays striker. He is three thirty one DP, and he was in RBF running, and he he had a clip of he's sprinting and. Time bomb hits him with blasting gusts and sh- and hits him with penetrating wind and he literally goes hundred to zero instant dead. And then like four days after that, someone a lawn put up a post saying that lawn DP is a joke. That don't waste your time getting DP on lawn. Like RDP means nothing compared to other classes. And he I had a clip of another ranger killing him with penetrating blow instantly. And I was like. Uh, that's not just a lawn thing. I posted the striker. Like, that has nothing to do with lawn, dude. That skill just hits super hard. It's, uh, it's part of the issue is, is that the scaling damage on succession is so high on a couple abilities that when you do get a nice, sweet connection against someone that's not like, I mean, what Time Bomb's AP now is insane. What is his Yeah, AP? I think he's he like 301 so or 305. Once, like once, once you're hitting those kind of AP brackets with a succession ranger, um, I think Rylock brought this up, but rangers realistically, the choices begin to become less choice and more. You probably should play succession once you get to a certain AP bracket, otherwise you won't feel the damage. But yeah, no, you can you can do a ton of damage with that modifier on penetrating wind. It's does, one of the most important abilities. Does it hit hard if you don't get the air attack though? Like if you just shoot someone with it in the face? They are not in Ford Guard or damage reducing soup armor. Yes, it'll still do good damage, okay. but not like the kind of nutty damage you might expect. Got it. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, time bombs. It's not time bombs. Nuts, man. He's time bomb, time, yeah, He's he's doing um. In many ways, he, he's not doing us any favors because you know he's he's like. Rangers, we have like a community of players that have played the class for four years, like myself, and obviously Time Bomb, who's an excellent, excellent ranger. And you have these uber experienced rangers, and you know they can school people because when you, especially in the Awakening, when you when you know what you're doing, you can do quite well in one v one, especially with that kind of level of experience. And I know a lot of rangers that spend their entire lives just sat in battle arena, and they can do some incredible things. Um, but then you have like. For example, actually, I saw I saw watching Vert stream the other day. Actually, I just hosted him, I think, and he was on a succession lawn. And succession lawn, this was before the nerfs, and so mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> succession lawn. Anyway, um, he was dueling Rylock, I think, and Rylock was playing. I actually think Ry- What is it, Rylock? No, I lied. It wasn't Rylock. It was Xroom. Right. And Xroom was playing in Awakening, and they were fighting, I think, on Arsha, and. Vert would kind of just go into him melee and he would get grabbed and then he would complain about grabs, which I found was like kind of remarkable because he was still winning fights against this uber experienced ranger on a class he'd been playing for like two weeks. And I guess like it was kind of interesting to see because this seems to be a permeating issue with Snake and, and like an issue with grabs or something. 
um was i found through watching a variety of different snake streamers anywho so but it was interesting to see someone that was playing a class for two weeks and still winning fights against someone that had had uber amounts of experience but then he would like go melee in against the grab and then complain about grabs which is weird because obviously succession lawn was just permanently protected every single ability in the succession kit had protection on it i mean obviously there were some micro gaps but overall it was incredibly well protected so it's kind of interesting to see that kind of dynamic where depending on your perspective anything can feel really busted so when you go back to penetrating wind it's when you have over 300 ap it does incredible damage um but 331 dp is not that impressive anymore especially when you're up against 300 ap i'm not saying it should you know one hit but succession ranger people forget has literally no protection i mean it's i think have you guys seen the protection spreadsheet before that was done a long time ago <laughs> yeah right. so ranger ranger is not exactly like breezing it over there um and succession actually loses protection over the awakening so there isn't really any protection so all, what it has is damage right it has to have that damage so right. yeah you can you can do some impressive things with the bow but keep in mind that that ranger oof i do want to um so rome rome is really good like i i he's in black rose and back when i was in black rose he would show up to some of the pvp trials and there would legit be like someone would come through and like run through our sorks our ninjas like everyone and then rome would just come out and delete this dude that was like wait how's this ranger clapping him and then like rome is really good but also um succession lawn i dug i dug deep do not let succession lawns post nerve tell you they're not fully protected all the time they still are that shit's still super protected i haven't actually crazy. i haven't actually looked at it since the nerf i know that they didn't go all the way with the nerfs they intended to go with no not at all not even close they like they got to keep super armor on uh a lot of the skills let's just put it that way and they even got to keep the mouse moving on flying and stuff. So it's nerfed, and I, I think it's probably in a good place now, the damage nerfs specifically, but no, they still have a lot of protection. Blooming is like a seven-second cooldown that lasts three seconds and it's fully super armor. So if they want to buy time and you and it moves you, the spin, it moves you and you recover stamina during it. So it's like, I don't know, they're they're all right. They're all right. Salpuri doesn't have super armor, but it's super fast. They got to keep the speed. On the original global uh notes, the speed got reduced, but they actually kept it. So yeah, I think they're fine. There was a uh a lawn merc for us. We one v one against Devour, who's like they sometimes show up on Serendia or Balanos Siege, but they're like a strong T two guild and like second place on in the node war was like 90 and 45 and then this lawn was like 141 and 11 <laughs> after the nerfs so i was like yeah lawn's doing just fine they're all right they'll live yeah our lawns are like top scoring in every node war we have i love the uh i love your common infield where you're like uh you know it's not very protected so they need a lot of damage it's like laughs and guardian <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I make this I make this 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 point sometimes where um, I've never really understood the sort of design philosophy they really want because some classes uh, do get tankier attributes whether that's through pure protection or through passives or whatever it happens to be some classes are naturally tankier um, but they never lose anything for that tankiness and I never really understood what they were quite going for I guess. Um, this isn't anything against Valks. I don't have a problem with Valkyrie, but 
just as an example, obviously they get this movable 360 degree block that's very good. It's not as good as Guardian now that Guardian's out, but it's still a very good block. So they have that protection from that. They're not uber tanky, I guess, when you consider what the passives that Ninja could get, for example, or Mystic Striker, but they're still arguably a tankier class. Yet, you know, you could get one hit by Terra Sancta or some other abilities. And it's always kind of weird to me that they didn't go for this more design of if you're going to have some tankier oriented philosophy on a class, why do they also gain incredible damage? Um, except for Shy, I'm pretty sure every class in this game has something that can pretty much delete anybody else. I feel like they stuck to their guns, though, on that philosophy with Mystic. Right? Their damage not that crazy. You think that's the only um, one. I would, that would be the I only would, one. I would, yeah, I guess I would agree with you at a certain AP bracket, but I, I don't know. I've been hit by, especially the succession mystics now. Holy. Yeah, they hit hard. They definitely they hit hard. Hit really hard. Yeah. Um, I guess mystic is the closest to that sort of theme of maybe not as absurd output. Um, although I've heard mystics complain about their damage and they can't one combo people, which is obviously a farce. But yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, my, my thing with Mystic is um, when I try to use Mystic, even at my, I have a lot of DP, and even at my gear, I feel like in large scale, if I don't have PA on Mystic since I'm 100% melee, like I just die so fast in group fights. So it just makes it not fun to fight in large scale on Mystic. But um, yeah, I know it is kind of weird. I mean, even Archer has a little bit of this too, because they're, they're mobile in the sense like they're not mobile in a straight line, but they're mobile in a fight, like very mobile. And they have a lot of CCs and a lot of protection and a lot of damage. And it's always I've I've always like looked at them compared to like a ranger or a class with like similar mobility, and I'm just like that is odd that they look like just get everything. And then always their thing is like, well, if we get caught, we die. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, if any of us get caught, we die usually. So. Uh, okay. I guess. It was always really weird with Archer's release. As a ranger main, it was like, okay, we, maybe you could explain away why we don't have these things because there's the virtue of range. But then you had Archer and it was like, well, um, it was always unusual. But yeah, I guess it's, it's always something I've been kind of interested about. But it, things have shifted over time. Like, for example, before Mystic's value in terms of how well protected it was, um, and and the fact that I had the passive for the evasion is is less is less important now as iframes have become increasingly the dominant form of protection. So uh, yeah, I guess it's yeah. it's interesting. But I, guarding kind of like resets that almost in a way because uh, you know a sork may have iframes, but it can be caught between his forward guards and things like that. But a, a guardian, I mean, that block is so strong, and then the, the damage output because. In, in many ways, you have to argue that damage is a form of protection. If you can deliver protected high-tier damage to your opponent, then that is a form of protection because your opponent often has to back off in response to that. So that's kind of interesting. But before that, Sork, obviously, the, the iframes, you know, even Ninja, to a slightly lesser degree, iframes is so, so good. Um, before we get to the, permapot, the permapots, what are, what are your thoughts on, on Sork balance, like both Awaken and Succession? Um, succession. I'm I'm going to be honest. I don't know enough about its functionality uh, and the the pure differences of how it works. Uh, 
because quite simply, Sorks, I've, I used to duel a lot of Sorks because I tried to get better against the class even though I knew the matchup was steep, uh, difficult. And I would I would duel them just to try and practice against it. But since the succession got released, I know a lot of Sorks rolled succession for uh, grinding because it is better. Even though the Awakening was, was never bad, it was very good actually, but the succession is insane. Um, I guess I never really practiced against Succession Sorks that much because um, at that time I wasn't really doing much 1v1. There was a period where I spent a lot of time in Battle Arena and more recently I haven't and I kind of want to get back to that. But besides the point, I, I don't have much experience. When it comes to Sork Awakening, which I know much more about, um, I don't know. I, on one hand, I want to say, okay, well, it is it is a high skill cap class. And, and on some, some degree, you should be rewarded for playing a class to a high level, knowing animation cancels. On the other hand, Sork is clearly overpowered. Um, and people that I know that are very, very good at Sork and people I ha have a lot of respect for will, will say the same thing. The class is overpowered. How do you fix that, though, without taking or eroding the class's identity of being the iframe class? That's the hardest part. And on the flip side of that is surely at this point, you would expect the Korean developers to have recognized that the class is overtuned, yet nothing seems to have been done about it. Um, so maybe, I mean, I've heard people bring up ping before and saying, oh, well, on Korean server, they have much less ping and therefore Sork is unable to achieve what it can achieve on NAEU. But I really I, don't know. I hate that argument. I know, I keep hearing that too. I keep hearing that Korea says that Sork isn't strong enough. Uh, I mean, I just don't buy it because they, I mean, Korea had, I mean, uh, maybe in large scale, maybe you can make an argument, uh, although I still don't see how that'd be possible when you compare like Sork succession damage to other classes. But in in their, their show me the control tournament, like the round of 16 was literally eight Sorks. And then in the round of four, it was two Sorks and a ninja and a warrior. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I, I just don't buy that either. I, I think one person says, or like it, Korea is no different than NA in that their players also want their class to be the strongest. So you you ask a Korean Sork and they say, yeah, we don't do enough damage. You know, that, that kind of means nothing. That doesn't mean the whole server thinks that, you know? Yeah, that blows my mind that anyone could say that about Sork, actually. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really... I don't know, man. I, for me, like the Sork one is hard because I don't, I don't want to change. I wouldn't personally want to change the spirit of the Sork and how it feels and plays, but like it needs something. It needs something. It needs something done. Um, it's in a weird place. The Nightcrow thing, maybe. I, I, I still feel like, first of all, I, why does Storm and Crow outbound? I'm going to actually, this is going to be on my list of things to just mention every time. Uh, the podcast is going. I'm getting to the point where, like, how does it have uh, a 360cc? Granted, it's a small AOE with no cooldown that's fully protected that bounds every time. Like, it's insane. And it's preceded by an iframe. So it's like the safest of safe CCs. And most of them get it by accident. Like, how does that not have a cooldown? The hell. At least the CC on it. Shit, Shotgun has a cooldown. It doesn't even do anything. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, okay, yeah, I was just kind of curious. Sucksork is, um, I don't know, at first I thought it was worse. Um, I think it's a, a harder for a Sucksork to get behind your back, but outside of that, like, 
I don't know, man. Sucks works pretty good in 1v1 also, and it's really good in large scale. So its damage is just so high. Um, the other thing, too, is the, the black wave down smash thing. Um, I, w I was arguing with someone recently about black waves down smash versus the disc and someone's like well the disc is 100 percent down smash and no one says that's overpowered and i'm like well i mean it shouldn't be 100 percent down smash but even then at least the sort disc requires some form of like mechanics and skill to pull off and in the heat of an actual fight it's actually hard to pull off like black wave is you just hold it and it down smashes you over and over again i mean there's like why why does every single hit of black wave have a down smash chance it's well, crazy. one of the, one of the things they were supposed to have done in the 2018 reworks, which they didn't fully do, was um, move every CC of an ability to the first hit um, before mm -hmm. every ability could CC or every hit on an ability would CC. Which meant that, which is why resistances became a thing. I I, I don't know if you guys know much, but I, yep. I I really hate resistances. It's my number one thing that I I seriously hate about PvP. I hate that there's RNG in PvP. Anyway, um, agreed. Before, agreed. It, it, it wasn't much of an issue uh, owing to the fact that um, you could resist, sure, one or two, but you were never going to resist all the hits an ability had if it had like eight hits. Um, the reason this is significant is because the gaps that obviously we know are micro with Sorks uh, are much harder to catch because you do not uh, CC on every hit. You hit the initial one, and then when you throw in frame rates and ping or whatever, it's so much harder to catch what gaps they do have because of that, um, because you're only CCing, or you know, other than like abilities like I guess Voltaic and a couple others, you're not. There's no gap to catch because it's already gone by the time you you know you finish your ability. And you, for Rangers, for example, our CCs we don't have a protected CC. That's not. I guess if you want to count evasive explosive shot, even though that has a gap at the start, um, regeneration in fifty percent. Um, you know, we can't throw out Wailing Wind, which is a knockback, and hope that that hits because that locks us in animation and the Sork has already moved on and tapped us. So, yeah, I, th I think that's part of the issue with Sork is that what gaps they do have are non-exploitable by most classes. Um, we have a skill called Fury Arrow, and if a Sork is dealing with another opponent, you can actually catch them with that because when they do go to forward guard to give themselves a respite from stamina or whatever then you can catch them with Fury Arrow from behind. But when they're coming at you directly, only bad Sorks really get caught by Fury Arrow because um, it's a rapid-fire knockback ability. So I don't know if the solution is to give CCs on every hit again um, or or what, I don't know. Maybe the stamina needs to be increased. Like the more they iframe, the more the stamina cost of the iframe goes up until it'll reset when they stop iframing. I'm not sure. Yeah, the the resist thing would be nice. Uh, just to put it back to nothing the old makes way, me rage more than resistance. I mean, I don't know. At, at the very, very least, for like competitive play, I've said this before. Like, I hate resist to begin with. So, if we're up, if it were up to me, I would just remove them entirely. But at the very least, like if if you see see somebody, for them to resist the follow up is like the worst feeling ever, because I get punished basically like mid combo like if i if i use a combo let's just say i'm a sork for instance i catch another sork i use um stinger scattering shadow eruption and they resist that and i've already started the next skill in my in my rotation then i'm going to get cc'd or grabbed or whatever and it's like beat just because of rng i don't know it, it's it's dumb
Yeah, I miss the old hits, and I, I wish they would clarify every single skill um, when it hits and when it doesn't. Because I think one of the issues is when, when the CC thing came out at first, and it was like, oh, the first hit on everything is what CCs, then Tamer Trap became useless and they had to fix it. And like, there's like a bunch of other pre-awakened skills that kind of had a weird way of working with it since the CC is like kind of a long animation. And they kind of went back on it. Like it almost feels like most pre-awakened skills CC no matter where you get hit, right? Like almost all it's of them. It's so confusing. Yeah, it's yeah. so confusing. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It's weird. It's weird how they make those rules. But I wish they would just go back to the old resist system. To be honest, the the problem is if they went back to it, everyone would complain about evasion getting buffed. So I don't know. I don't know how you'd find a middle ground. Yeah, I, I guess for for me personally, because Ranger has a lot of risky CCs, we have, like I said, no protected CCs really that are reliable, um, and if you do CC someone, uh, you are unprotected to do so. And and I guess my issue is, is when I get punished because they resist the CC, follow up with their own CC after mine, and then I get punished and lose the fight because they resisted and I didn't. And I guess that's where, it, like you said, um, following up your initial CC is also frustrating. And I agree with that. But actually, for me, it's more, uh, if you go in for an unprotected ability, should have been rewarded with the catch, but instead they resist and then CC you. That's what bothers me the most <laughs> yeah. about it. Uh, I bet that happens all the time with waltz, huh? Waltz of wind, yeah, or wailing wind sometimes. Um, I mean, even the grab. Like, if I get the grab resisted, you do the animation, you kind of, like, do, like... If you miss a ranger grab, whether it's resisted or you miss, um, the ranger does a small little animation, but it's, you know, that's it. That little microsecond is enough to get you caught and then dead because you have to be melee you're obviously going to get caught immediately yeah um so fix orc and fix resists please that's why you just have 100 percent accuracy on your uh, your grapples dude it's easy um you joke but i once stole the witch that had stacked uh talus helmet and like all the as much ignore or as much grab resistance as you possibly could. And I, I went and I swapped my Kudum's crystals out for two ignore grapple resistance, and I was landing every single one. Um, uh, oh, it, was, it was glorious. It was, <laughs> it, was so, it was so satisfying. It was so satisfying after having everything be resisted. Yeah, it's kind of the nice thing. If you if you PvP with Kudum and you're against someone else that also runs Kudum, like you almost borderline are at a 0-0 zero, zero against each other. It's nice. Or, or it's like 5% resist. Like it's low enough that you can't really tell. Um, I would kill for increased grip that Zerkers and Warriors have. The 30% bonus they get. Yeah. Easy peasy, baby. Blend everything. Nice. I don't think I've ever had a grapple get resisted. You got ignore grab resistances? Or you just play Warrior? No, I use ignore grabs. He, he's, a, he's, he's a Zerker. Oh, I'm I a Zerker. If I didn't do large-scale PvP, I would seriously consider it. Um, yeah. But I feel like I, I need to have other crystals in there, sadly. Dude, Musa Mewa have, like, stun and stiff ignore resist. I don't think people realize that. Because well, they're I, not I think as frustrated part of the issue too is A lot of Awakening buffs give, like, for example, Titan Syndrome, which is what one of the reasons Q-buff is so strong, is that you basically have a really hard time resisting the Zerker as he's constantly throwing out CC at you. Um, 
it's kind of annoying when someone pops an awakening buff and then they're basically CC immune regardless. Yeah. Of what also, it's really hard to CC a Zerker when they pop Q buff because you gain forty percent all resistances. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Is the the resistance bonus like Valkyrie gets the same? There's actually a lot of classes to be fair that have this bonus resistances um, when they pop their awakening buff, which yeah. basically makes them unpunishable. Which I I do think. Kind of makes sense for melee classes that aren't Zerker, because when Zerker pops Q buff, Zerker becomes ranged. But I don't know. Maybe not maybe not so much. I don't know. The argument for it would be that it makes more sense and, and encourages melee classes to be able to awakening buff and do more in close range, um, in, in large scale situations, right? Because they have more resistances, they're less likely to be CC'd while they're in a blob fight. Um but I guess the counter to that is, well, if you just feel that that's necessary, give them a little bit more protection that makes sense to use in blob fights rather than rely on RNG. But yeah. Just give every class target chase and make it super armor while sprinting. <laughs> Problem solved. So every, solved. every class gets striker e-buff? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, okay, permapods. Oh, Frosty. Yep. I, I don't know if you read. There's a comment. I'm excited for it. There's a comment that talks about uh, Warrior and Striker and Zerker, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, okay. Um, Infinite Pots here. I'm going to link this image for you guys in case you don't have it, just as a reference. Uh, we're getting them next week, I guess, on Wednesday. So a lot of people are going to see Speed Hackers at Shira Ruins. They're going to finally be exposed because <laughs> they're all hiding there. Um. Alright, so the infinite HP pot, you need to grind shurikens. Just, oh yeah, for what are these things? Alright, so the infinite HP, infinite MP, WPSP pot, you literally get, I think it weighs 25 or 50 LT each, but they literally I think just... It's 50. Yeah, they just don't run out of... There's no there's no limit. Yeah, They're like infinite. you, they just, you pop them off cooldown, and there's no, like, running out. You don't have to go buy more, you don't have to restock, you you just keep going. Use them forever. Mm. Forever and ever. Forever. You can use them in RBF, you can use them in Node War, you can use them in grinding, you literally never have to change your fairy ever again, which is the number one reason I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for me, uh, grinding is going to be nice, because on Kuno, I use the spirit perfume which is cool because it gives you a, a ton of resource back when you hit stuff but for whatever reason kuno doesn't have any uh resource regeneration on her kit so i'd rather use normal perfumes for high-end spots for the 20 ap so that's gonna be nice that this is just gonna keep my mp filled up and i don't even have to think about it um i don't know man this is a cool this is one of those cool things that's like when i first saw it when it first came out like months ago I was kind of surprised they added it just because it kind of goes against their whole pay to win thing. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I'm but... surprised one of these pieces on both these items isn't available in the cash shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So it's not make... that I want to give anybody ideas. To make Gosh, the. Uh... It might already be too late. <laughs> yeah, it's probably too late. To make the infinite HP pot, you need um, 300 Peridot leaves, which you just can get from dailies in Kama. Uh, uh, you have to grind Shuriken Necropolis to get one piece. You have to, um, you need 30 Garmoth scales. You need to get another piece from grinding Forest Ronoros, and you need to get a, the last piece from grinding uh, Blood Wolves. And then, 
The MP one, you need 100 dragon scale fossils. You need one piece from gathering it in a barn step, which I think you have to use tanning. I think you need a tanning knife for that. Um, another one you get from grinding Shira ruins, another from grinding mansions, and then 100 uh, earth rumbling shards. And, and then that's it, man. You just have permanent pots. I don't know exactly yeah. how rare this shit is. I, I'm presuming it's less rare than a compass, but probably pretty rare. So Archaeologist map tier rare, I think. Is it? So yeah, it's going to take a long time. Do you know, I don't know if every mob at these spots can drop it. Hopefully they can. Hopefully it's not I, limited. Yeah, I heard that that's not the case, but I have no no backup Fuck. for that. No, that would suck so bad. I think it's specific mob, but I, that could be wrong. It, however, it would be obviously a, a detraction from what we had before with the compass and the archaeologist map where only specific mobs drop specific pieces, but we'll see. Either way, I'm really looking forward to it. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, I, w- I would probably say that, like, in terms of like what we've had update-wise over the past years, you know, when you consider everything that's been added to the game, this is right up there with the central market in terms of positive updates for the game. I'm, I think it's a really, really good. And I am surprised, like you said earlier, that they updated something like this because it is very anti-pay to win. Yeah, I would rank this at number three in in terms of what you just said. Like the uh, in the last like year, year and a half the best things they've given number three would be this two would be the central market and number one would be being able to lock horse abilities that, <laughs> shit, that shit was cancer yeah sorry i had to take a shot oh it burns you taking a shot yeah dude it's it's 4 p.m on Sunday. Oh my god, this definitely is not the kids' podcast. Uh, god would want it that way, but I took it poorly. Only. Um, Wait, which uh, one, which one just, are you guys going for? HP or the resource? First. I think it has to be... I, I'm not sure if there's a class that would prefer the mana for... I mean, obviously, eventually, for sure, go for it. But I think any class I can think of, um, surely it's got to be hit points first. I think almost anybody that no doors is probably just staring at that that uh hp pot like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i don't have to restock i don't have to keep pots in my towns anymore and use maids yes <laughs> maybe if you're grinding a resource hungry class um but with decent gear against like one hittable mobs and stuff that doesn't really damage you then maybe you'd be like ah okay i'm gonna go for that one uh, the mp wpsp one but right, so I, I think, think for I'm the majority weird. of players you do it. Oh, are you going to go for it? Really? I, I want the... Because... I, so I, I main Kuno. And Kuno suck uh, has yes. no resource regeneration. And I have like 2,000 LT, so I don't mind the pots so much. The health pots. And I just keep like a shitload in my, in my marketplace. But because I have no resource regeneration, I'm forced to use Spirit Perfume instead of Perfume of Courage when I grind like Secrea. And I'd much rather use Perfume of Courage. So this would literally just let me set that shit and not even think about it otherwise yeah do you have the, yeah. the crit um accounted for well that's why most of yeah are, i don't i don't know how much of a difference it would make for me personally because most of kuno's big hitting skills have 100 percent crit which actually one of the reasons why i hate kuno's succession passive because uh hold on, i have to look at this this is actually this tilts me every time i look at it so <laughs> Ninja's succession passive, they're five level one. They get one melee AP and one melee evasion. So at at level five, they get five of each, right? And it's one percent melee 
whatever. So 5 AP, 5% melee evasion. But for some reason, Kuno gets 1 melee AP and 1 uh, crit rate. But all of our hard-hitting skills, except for Shadow Stomp, have 100% crit. Flash Slash, um, uh, Shadow Clone, <laughs> fucking Shackles, uh, Ankle Cutter has it. It's like, I, I don't even understand. It's so weird. This is the succession passive? Yeah, this? Wheel of Wrath, okay. dude. Like, the main skill has 100% crit. So it's like four of our best abilities have 100% crit, and our succession passive gives us crit rate plus 5%. And it's just like, ugh. Why? So I don't know. I, I think the 20 AP might benefit me more than the crit, but I don't know for sure. I guess I'd have to test. Um, also, real quick, in case anybody was wondering slash didn't know, the resource pots affect all of their resources. There's yeah. not like two separate resource pots, depending on if you have MP or WP or SP or whatever. It's all the resources. So no matter what resource your class uses, uh, this will work for you. There's just so many levels to how good this is. Like, I'm just thinking of all the situations where, like, I'm grinding. And, I, oh, in EU, we do duel for a spot. I guess that's not much of a thing on NA. But in EU, at an endgame spot, you usually have to duel for a spot. Yeah. I respect that. Um, anywho, so that means we go into battle arena to go duel real quick. And you, you're like, oh, crap. Well, okay, I have to swap my potions over to on my ferry to the RBF ones. And then I have mm -hmm. to set the ferry to a different level because, obviously, I want to consume more of the potions and things like that. But even on that level, I mean, there's like node wars and sieges. You're never gonna have to worry about the weight limit from potions anymore. Like right now, I carry like 500 or to 600 HP potions before I even go into a fight. Um, I won't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, or like grinding, right? I can have the potions set to a max and not worry about the consumption, which makes it a lot safer in case I just happen to take a lot of hits because I'm always being topped up. Because right now, I set them to about 50% in Sakrya uh, with a frenzy draft. That's about safe. Um, with my DP, but it would be nicer if they were just potting all the time, so I'm constantly topping myself back up, so I'm just super excited. Also yeah. for the bloodbath of farming them. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's going to be chaos out there. Wait, you forgot the, the biggest benefit of all. When you have to change to a war channel to yes up and you can't go to BA, you can now go to the High Del Velia Arena and just have that pot and not have to worry about it. Because, like, I, I switch over to the war channel to, to prep or whatever for Node War Siege, like, kind of early, and you're kind of stuck on that channel. And then having to like oh, yeah. waste the pots you just set up to get ready for war is like mm, you don't have to anymore. You get to use your normal pots. That's a repair, but that's like pot. a non thing. Oh yeah, the repair, dude. It's so funny. Like just on a side tangent, when you go to the high battle arena, how we used to think that was big enough to duel. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is so. I mean, it just shows like how different mobility was like pre awakening because that arena is tiny. That shit's nuts, dude. Like Kuno, Kuno definitely loses some of its uh, feeling super fast when you're in that little arena. Use one skill, and then your camera's up against a wall, and you can't see anything. Um. Anyway, all the right. Old days of the high battle arena. Yeah. Man, they need to. They need to add some. Uh, they need to add a ladder in arena three v three one v one. They need to do it. I want to just grind PvP all day. Even if it's less it. money. Well, if if you want them to do it, you just have to tell them and they'll do it. 
Remember that fucking death that, post? That was like a slap in the face uh, to everyone yeah. who's been complaining for years. Yeah, they're like, well, if you, if you guys really want it, we'll add a, th- we'll consider adding a three v three and a one v one arena. And, and I'm like, what do we do to let you know? Do we submit a ticket to Cacao? Like, where do we send this information? We definitely yeah, want people this. Have like, been, what the fuck? People have been asking for this for years, bro. What do you <laughs> mean? My favorite part was when they sent like all the NA streamers to Korea to like visit Pearl Abyss and everything um, at one of those events. And they told Choice that NA and EU, well, he said NA and then he later corrected it to EU, was uh, their primary focus and they care the most about these regions for some reason. Yeah, right. I like it. Like, okay, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I, I like to, someone tried to tell me, like, the reason we don't get arenas is because Koreans don't like to duel like that. And I'm like, that is not... Dude, literally every other Korean MMO has fucking arenas. Even even BDO Mobile has arenas. What are you talking about? Koreans <laughs> don't like to duel. That's yeah, really, such a racist presumption. Koreans are much into esports, really. So. <laughs> yeah, they're not really into esports. They hate it. They don't like dueling. Frosty, they, did you get your warrior to level 60? I did. My warrior is halfway to 61. He has 1,350 skill points. And uh, I'm bored of him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bored. That's why you just stop at 60. You go, all right, 60, that was fun. And then you just move on to the next one. Dude, the Oasis gear. It, it's funny thinking about Ranger, too, because I was like, you know, I'm going to play my Ranger because my Ranger has skill points. Like, I had every skill you needed back in the day, but this is like before Absolutes and Rabams. So my Ranger has like 1,270 skill points, which is not even remotely close to enough to get anything. It's terrible. But I was thinking about doing Ranger next, or maybe Maywa. I don't know. Maywa, I feel like, would be more fun once we have that infinite resource pot thing. I hate spamming yeah. mana pots running around. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really nice. I just hit 59 on my Guardian, so almost done with this one. Hey. What you should do, genuinely, is is get Oasis gear or whatever on your Guardian, the free gear, put the accessories from whatever your main is, and then apply to a guild that does Tier 1 Medium Node Wars and just play Guardian. It's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, that actually sounds fun. We were gonna do it as a meme. We we don't. The problem with medium is that because of the the, the way the gear brackets are done, some classes perform much better than others, and um, you feel the damage on some classes more than others. But uh, guardian is one of those that is just outstanding. And what we're gonna do is just everyone roll guardian. We're gonna do a full guardian node war um, on one of these fifteen man. Tier tier one mediums and just run at people with infernal nemesis and yeah, and god incinerator. Just yeah, pop out of that god incinerator and yeah. Dude, that thing has an eight second cooldown. It it, it's all really low. All of it's really low. It really puts into perspective how long nature's trembles cooldown is, doesn't it? That you can use god incinerator almost like before the nerf. You could basically use god incinerator three times. (laughs) <laughs> before you can use nature's tremble a second time that's so funny oh man one way to put it funny yeah <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny dude when you don't play ranger it's hilarious at least you got that two second nerf dude now you can use it every two packs at history uh, congrats yeah, dude hell yeah brother <laughs> uh all right agris fever so they added a new journal what's the name of this journal um the Book of Margahan. Uh, two pages where you need to get some mats, and then you have to go kill a bunch of mobs. You go to random areas, 
and discover hidden flame thingy. And then uh, you finish the second part, which is just kill quests. You have to kill Sassen's mobs, Crescent mobs, Shuriken Necropolis mobs. That one was the most cancer. Uh, Manshams and then uh, Starzen. And you get these points every day. Um, I believe in NA it happens an hour after the Black Spirit board game resets. You get um, 4,000 points a day if you finish all the, the journals. And it basically just increases your drop rate, I believe, by 150%. Yeah, it increases your your junk item drop amount by 150%. And each mob in each area is worth a different amount. They have like a wiki page that kind of explains how much each one's worth. Lower end spots are worth less points, so you could grind them for longer and still get the bonus. High end spots are worth more, so that it runs out pretty quick. Um, they said originally, I don't know if they had a note on it in this patch, I'd have to go double check in NA, but when it came out in Korea, their whole point was some people can't grind every day, so it's nice to accumulate this buff and they can go through and like get extra money for grinding. My only issue is that it, it doesn't benefit someone who doesn't grind every day any different than someone who does. It, like I almost wish it accumulated faster if you don't use it. You know what I mean? Like if, if I'm a player, let's say I work a million hours a week and then I got to do something else afterwards. So I, I really can only grind uh, like twice a week. It would be nice if, if my 20,000 points filled up faster on someone who doesn't grind every day than someone who does. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like kind of weird. It just basically benefits everybody the way it's set up currently. But I, I guess nice addition, but it doesn't really help players that can't grind even though that was their original intention. At least not that much. Not any different than anyone else, anyway. The Pinoy, or, oh, sorry, that's the wrong word. The pilots uh, still make the same. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Agris? Um, I saw, uh, are you guys in the partner Discord? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a meme I've missed out on. Okay, well, um, so... Uh, well, I thought they let anyone in. Anyway, um, yeah, there, there's some people. In, anyway, no, I'm not going to do that. But um, I think it was Zethian made a really good point the other day. I'm trying to scroll up and find it now about how the agri system could be worked. Oh, I found it. Um, so his idea was, um, do you guys know? I don't I don't know what kind of guilds are in, but um, People don't really start GVGs or want to fight in GVGs or come help out in GVGs a lot, oftentimes because loot scrolls are so common mm -hmm. is one of the issues, right? Because people want to be on their loot scrolls and like, well, I don't really want to ditch my loot scroll to go help you PvP. Right. Um, so his uh, idea was um, using a loot scroll. So basically, um, if someone has a loot scroll active, then if they get attacked, they would rather swap channels right now. So instead, um, it, they would. He, he said they would love it if you added drop quality increase to Agris instead of the loot scrolls functioning the way they do now. If you use a loot scroll, it should just give you more heat. Um, this way, people could use loot scrolls to recharge their heat. And the nice thing about that is if you stop what you're doing to go PvP, it doesn't expire or anything like that. So he was like suggesting a full rework to loot scrolls incorporated into the agris system so that it only applies when you are actually grinding mobs rather than a timer that expires so that people are less likely to go want to do something else while they're on a loot scroll so i thought that was quite interesting but in general i think the update is a positive step yeah 
It's a cool. I don't know. I, I totally misunderstood it before it got here. I don't know why in my head I thought you actually gained points from grinding a lot, but you gained more if you just didn't play or something like that. That's what I thought actually as well. Yeah, I was confused by it. Um, it's so funny because I feel like it's explained so poorly, but it's it's actually so simple. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just get more trash every day. That's it for a little while. Um, yeah, I don't know. I my only thing is like I, I'm. Every time I talk to a newer player, um, I mean, they're adding a lot of cool things to the game that make it easier for new players. Like this Oasis gear, that everyone getting the suppressed gear, stuff like that. And and just the free accessories you get are a lot better now than Asula used to be. And and, uh, what's the other one before that? Was the really shit one? The set... um, Jarrett's. I have no idea. Yeah, oh Jarrett's. yeah, 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 yeah. Jarrett's. Yeah. Um. So like they are making it easier, but I like stuff like this. I always am like, oh, that'd be cool if it benefited players that can't play as much more. That's that's kind of my only thing because there's a lot of people that can't grind that much. So it'd be kind of cool if like, all right, yeah, every day when I come back or every every few days when I grind, my first two hours are are boosted. But it's since it's four k a day. You have to basically not grind for five days to get 20k points, and that goes for everyone. So, um, Also, there definitely should be an on-off switch. Like, if I want to save this for one grinding session, I feel like I should be able to, right? Yeah, it's annoying that it consumes it regardless of what you kill. Yeah. Dude, literally, I've used it on something stupid every day. I was in history today, so that one was okay, but I, I almost exclusively want to use it at Sacrea basically or stars in. Um but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, Polyforest. I've used it at Polyforest now like twice. I'm trying to stack so mine up so that I can use it for the Wednesday patch. Yeah. Um Alright, well that's Acres Fever. I think that I think that's everything. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on or bring up or any issues you had? Oh, the new earring. Let me find a picture of this. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't we just I forgot. skip one? Yeah, we did, we did. I mean, it's so unexciting, but... Um, <laughs> so, the the Pirate's Place that has been out in Korea for already a month did not have a rare drop, which is always fun. Um, and now it does. Uh, it has a new earring called the Dream Earring. Have you seen this earring, Rez? I have not. All right, so here's uh, a picture of the image, or a picture of the earring. Um, okay. It enhances... Is that two? Is that accuracy? What is that? It is... The two is accuracy, yeah. So the accuracy goes up the same as as everything, um, as every uh, standard earring that's not named distortion. So it goes up by two every level, basically. Um, but that's kind of the chart for each enhance- enhancement level. So at Tet, it has 17 DP, 27 evasion, 4 DR, and 10 accuracy. And then at Pen, it has 20 DP, 30 evasion, and 5 DR, and 12 accuracy. Um, I think for the earring slot, that's actually a lot of stats. Like, it's kind of comparable to other shit. Obviously, people care less about DP than AP, but... If you're just going based on gear score, plus the amount of evasion is actually pretty decent. I saw a lot of people saying that it's too weak and needs to be buffed, but I don't know. I don't really think so, personally. 
DP. No one will, probably no one will wear it, but if you're a DP meme or a shy or you're a shot caller and you use WizWitch, you will. <clears throat> um, I think there are some people that will experiment with it. I probably, I don't know, let me see what Centaur Belt is. Um, sixty at pen evasion. Yeah, I think a yeah, pen centaur belt has sixty. 40. Yeah, so you probably but it has no DR, but it does have HP. So you're probably better off using a centaur belt. But it's just kind of weird for the earring slot. I don't I don't know. In NA I feel like this earring's not gonna be worth very much. People just don't care. Just probably sad. would have been better before they added distortion rings. But now mm -hmm. that AP is so alluring that you can stack actually like before it would have been better you can get more AP value out of rings and belts, but now you can actually, you know, get more out of the earring. And if you don't care about DR, then that's still okay. Yeah. This would be I don't know it's what best it... in slot for DP builds, hundred percent. Right. It's just whether people with a lot of gear might use it as like a set you know some people that have well over 300 ap are willing to give up ap um in certain positions to dp whether they'll actually use it is another thing so dp memes currently use manos ruby earring right so manos ruby earring is 21 dp at pen 10 evasion 16 dr so i guess one if, if you're going to evasion you're better off with the new one i don't know it's kind of weird there's always part of me whenever these come out that I, I wish it just had like maybe at pen it was like had four AP. Like at Pry give it one AP, Duo give it two, three, four, and then I don't know. Maybe not. Or five. I don't know. Something. Like Forest Ronoros ring, for example, is another one where I'm like, why why doesn't this have HP or something on it? Like no one will ever use this. I'd really like to see, especially some of the more dedicated DP accessories. Uh, I'd like to see them with, you know, uh, monster damage on them to compensate for lack of AP for PVE. Yeah. You'd have to put a lot <laughs> to make up the brackets, but yeah, yeah. I agree. Not cam The camera damage not doing it for you on the Narc earrings? That's so small. <laughs> uh, at least it gets Odalita, you know, so that's something. Man, this is going to be worth so little when it comes out. Although shies shies will use it and shot callers probably, but that's about it. The problem is is that it's not going to be highly desirable, so you know people won't be really after it. But also, it's going to be really rare, so it's kind of an unusual situation where is the demand going to be there, but also is the supply going to even be there? Because yeah. uh, apparently, this pirate spot is a giant pain to grind. Yeah, it looks difficult. And it costs money to grind there. You have to weaken them with the flower or something, right? Yeah. But it does look like a fun grind spot. Hopefully it is. But um they need to stop adding fun grind spots that are party spots that aren't efficient enough. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't know. They they seem to be terrified maybe of like making them even rival solo spots. Yeah. They don't want a Gyphon situation where that's the only place people grind, maybe, I guess. I don't know, but I, I wish... It doesn't even seem that hard to, like, math it out. Like, release it maybe a little bit weak at the start and see what people get trash per hour and then kind of change the trash leak value depending on how it looks. You know, it doesn't seem that hard to make it comparable. Um, the other thing, too, is, like, I I miss pirates, so I was, I was hoping... 
they would make it a really good accessory so people wanted to go there again because I, I miss that little boat ride you know i don't <laughs> <laughs> i Can miss it dude ships now yeah there's nothing more there's nothing more annoying than dying in goddamn uh mountain rotation like too far to the east and then realizing you don't have a tier you have to respawn node and then spawn you on a different fucking island how True. else would you deal with the griefers yeah exactly look at it from the other perspective you send people to the other island it's awesome that was I, my favorite thing. They they buffed Dawn Earring in KR like four weeks after it came out. So there's a chance they'll buff this one, maybe, if it ends up not being good enough. I don't know. Hopefully the spot's worth grinding. I doubt it, though. We'll see. So I think... I, I don't know what just happened, but I think I was just like a raid boss for this guild. I, I don't know what just happened. So this witch is in my rotation... I ask them to leave. They don't leave. I ask them like two more times to leave. No reply. All of a sudden, this tamer in the same guild walks up and says, hey, duel for spot. I'm like, oh, okay. The witch doesn't PvP or doesn't 1v1, which is, you know, understandable. It's a witch. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, duel for spot. So I swapped my Zerker and kill the tamer because I'd have 277 AP at Polly's Forest. So then they're like, they don't say anything. I say good fight. And then I just start grinding my spot again. All of a sudden, next thing I know, like two minutes later, I'm being hit by three people in the same guild, all flagged on me, trying to kill me. And I had to kill all three of them. I don't know what just happened. That was so strange. I dig it, and, though. And now the witch is in my spot again. One of the reasons I hate Polly for... Like, I actually enjoy grinding Polly. It's kind of nice, but... I hate that people pretend they don't see you. It drives me nuts. They literally just grind as if you're not there. And as, well, as, now as if you have I'm being griefed by these three people. What is happening? Leave, please. Uh, that's, that's what you get, dude. Um, all right. That's it for the topics. We're going to move on to con uh, uh, comments. Uh, Anfield, we're going to give you a possible out. You are welcome to stay for the comments and chime in. We would love it if you stayed, but if you have to go or if it's getting late or whatever, you're... Uh, yeah, because it's getting late over there, ain't it? Welcome to Bounce as well. Yeah, this has gone midnight. Midnight? Jesus fuck. What do you mean, Jesus fuck midnight? It's not that late. Um, yeah, I mean, I can stay, but I feel like if the comments are obviously for you guys no no they're they're usually general questions so we'll get your opinion you just, yeah i mean just try just chime in whenever you feel like you got something to say or you yeah. want to say we'll throw it to okay. it's not it's not for us generally it's usually like pretty general questions um all right here let me bring this up here uh yeah for us garmoth is in 45 minutes i should probably start autopathing actually in the meantime let's do that uh, dude, I haven't gotten a rare drop from any of these bosses in so long. It's driving me nuts. I think it's been uh, one week since almost, you looked at me. Sorry. Almost two years. Oh, God. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. Do not sing Bare, bare Naked Ladies is banned on this show. All right. Comment number one from Super Sean. He says, question from 
Base Gods Bay in the Discord, what are your thoughts on the CAFRS changes? Do you believe getting 95% back over 85% back is going to affect the market substantially? Seeing that Korea has just sold out with thousands of orders at max price since Black Star Armor has come out, do you think we will see CAFRS reach a new high or is 10% enough to stabilize before we receive the Black Star gear? Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Anfield? Because I think we talked about it last week or when that change first happened what are your thoughts on the the kaffir stone extraction change it's uh i mean i'm happy that you can get more for extraction i'm not totally sure it's uh the the lack of kaffir was to do with that on korea i think that because it's the end game progression it's the only way you can progress your character that's why they were sold out um I mean, any, any any end game player is not really generating more Kafras than they're consuming when they're grinding. So I think that it was beginning. I'm not totally sure, but I'm pretty sure they were beginning to become sold out before Black Star armor and the announcement that you could get Dead God armor by having a C10 armor piece. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a. I guess it's a good change. I, the weirder change is the one through four thing. I mean, I'm not really totally sure what the point of that was. Um, it's to, help want new players. it's to help new players <laughs> that have full pen armors, dude. Duh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like these people, like they've made the effort to get the pen armor. They can't do C4. I mean, like, um, it's weird. Uh, I'll be honest, but I guess whatever, right? It, the overall amount is still the same. Yeah, I, I think it was a combination of everything. It was like you, you had the Black Star armor come out shortly after. Or rather, Armor of the Dead God. That's the one that's kind of really affecting it because you need Kaffir Stones to enhance it. Um, 10 per attempt. But the thing is, like, it came out also like four weeks after or five weeks after the the wine nerf for gatherers, right? So the gatherers have been generating less Kaffir Stones because there's just a lot less people are gathering. And the gatherers that used to gather like 100% of the day are gathering a lot less. And they haven't really come up with a solution. I think the these event rip bosses help, but I'm pretty sure they're just an event and they'll only be around temporarily. Um, and then the Kaffirs, the amount you extract will help a little bit, but it definitely won't stabilize anything because generally people are taking out Kaffir stones to put them in something else, not necessarily to um, sell them. So. Yeah, I mean, some people do it if they're going to do a lot of clicks on pen, they'll take it out of the set, but Right, they, they succeed the pen, then they put it in the pen usually. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, probably won't have that much of an effect. Uh, yeah, there was a screenshot, and I don't know if you saw it, but it was like I want to say two weeks after Armor of the Dead God came out in KR or after Odalita came out. There's a screenshot of the uh, the KR market where there there was like 30,000 orders at three million silver for Kafra stones. And it was just like yeah, uh, no, I saw that. I think, but I think it was it was already sold out. But obviously, the orders weren't quite as extreme. Yeah. I think they were already at three million and sold out before Dead God was announced. Um, Jerry and Gricko says I got seven days of value pack, which is I got that for free. And if it's Pasito, change our character appearance with value pack. And if it's possible, will it remain forever? Appearance after changing, um, it only stays changed. Oh, I think the appearance is forever. I think the actual, like, in the beauty album appearance is forever, but the color palette is not permanent. So if your value pack runs out, I'm pretty sure your character's appearance will still be whatever it was last before the value pack ended, but the color palette will go back to the basic bitch color palette. Is, yeah, I'm not too sure. 
I haven't not had a value pack on for a really long time, so I'm not 100% sure, but pretty sure it keeps your beauty album thing. Um, Dancing Sword says, I've been warrior main since day one. We're kind of a weird class. We have a shield that can barely block any damage before breaking, and then we also have insane burst movement. <laughs> um, that was all. That was the whole comment. Uh, yeah. You do have insane burst. I mean, the block, I think, is okay if you actually get DP. It's just the block is not very good if you have low DP. I'll give you that. And it's not very good if they have high AP. Um, my warrior with uh, 346, he can block quite a bit. Block basically I have forever. a controversial opinion about blocks. All right, what is it? I think that they regen too fast. I think if you break a block, you shouldn't be able to throw it back up after only like a second or two of either super armoring or iframing. I actually do agree, but only if you break the block. Yeah, I think if no, you break I mean, the block, you should have like a good amount of time before that starts regening. I think I think it's that that's an opinion I have for all forward guard too. It's not just blocks that I have that opinion. I think they just regen way too fast. I think if you put out that kind of damage, because if it's really frustrating to do a lot of damage and then seeing that block break and then oh well let me rotate a couple super armors. Sure I can take the hits and then throw my block back up and it's all Gucci. And it's been extra war uh, that's really bad English. It's been worse since Guardian's release because hers is so good. And she has such great tools, I think, too regen that block anyway what sorry. well what do you think if yeah i mean i don't know i'm, I'm with you too because you can basically like i i've all, i said this before too i actually hate that i don't even know uh, i don't know how to word this but there are times where like the stagger from breaking someone's block is noticeable and sometimes it feels like it's so fast like it's inconsistent i i almost yeah. wish Either A, it was harder to recover your block, so it actually meant something, and it was something you were actually trying to get down. Because the way the game is played right now, like, yeah, you say, like everyone's like, whenever I'm dueling, people are like, yeah, oh, you broke my block. But they're not CC, they just move on, and then they use yeah. super armor and an iframe, and then their block is back. And it's like, yeah, that broke your block, but it didn't win me anything or change the fight whatsoever. Yeah. In large scale, it does, because you don't have, you know, you're getting hit by so much stuff, so I could see it, but like, I don't know. There's part of me that either wishes the block was harder to recover, but then make all the blocks like pretty strong, at least on char characters like Warrior Valk. Like Succession Warrior block probably should be like a baseline for those types of classes, um, or Succession Valk, I guess. Um, but either make it harder to recover the block, or when it does break, I, I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but maybe they should just be cc'd like it should stun them or something instead of a stagger so that way like breaking this crazy block that takes a ton of work um actually does that's does a something. really harsh punishment it, it's a harsh though. punishment i know i was just saying like as, as an option but the problem is you have sorks right but that makes a skill check as well though if you if you make it so that it was a cc then they would have to be constantly aware of their block and right but the at. issue is is that there are a lot of times where you get locked into your block like there are a lot of times where that happens, where you actually like you can't do what you're trying to do because you're being hit, your block is being hit, and you're locked into it. Um, and like the only way you can break it is by moving. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it, you can backdash a side dash when your block is like that, but the problem is, like with Warriors Chase, for example, it's not it's protected. It's on cooldown. It's not protected. Right, yeah, it's you're, not protected. you're fucked either way. Um. 
Yeah. So I I don't know. Like there some something. I I do kind of. I think the easier thing would probably be make it harder to recover. Like it recovers I, I really fast. I, I think you just. I I think that's the solution. I think you actually make it. If you break the block, there is like a good couple seconds, like maybe two seconds, maybe three. I don't know. You'd have to play around with it and balance it as as needed. But you, you, there's a period where it doesn't start regening yet because you've broken it. But it has to come along with a box in general for That's those shield classes. Idea. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. I know I get a lot of heat for suggesting this uh, by Valkyries and Wars and things like that, but I do mean it for every kind of forward guard in general that has the block shield come up while you're using it. Um, and part of the reason that this would be positive, I think, is that, for example, um, you know, if you look at Sorks, right, part of the reason that they can maintain their iframes and not run out of stamina is that they can go into forward guard. Well, if that forward guard's been broken down progressively and they haven't been able to recover it, then uh, you know they would be a little bit easier to handle as well. Um, and not so mm -hmm. frustrating. So that would help as well. Um, but don't get me wrong, like just because I mentioned this opinion about blocks, it doesn't they're not the worst thing about like a PvP mechanic that I think is completely busted or anything like that. You know, iframe is so much more detrimental to the game, but it was just kind of something I feel. Um, and it like I said, it's not just blocks, it's forward guard that applies to every single class. Um, and blocks should be like the pinnacle of hard to break. Just they shouldn't be so easy to regenerate. Agreed. Um, let's see. Presto says, great podcast, mate. I listen to it whenever I can. Thanks to you, the time at work passes quickly. I'm a player from console, and thanks to you, I learn a lot of things about the game. I'm enjoying BDO so much, I've missed a good MMO since Lineage 2. Also, I have a question. What's the story behind the outro song? Are you guys making music? Yeah, me and Rezler are in a band together. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, that's my uh, IRL band. Someone, someone doesn't watch the outro credits because if you did, at the very end of the outro credits, I always put "Check out Frosty's band." Hello, stranger. Links down below in the description. Yeah, the uh, the intro and the outro are a band I play with. I, I play drums, so that's uh, their music. We're gonna update it soon here. The intro, probably not the outro. The band's name is Hello Stranger, as Miss Frosty tells me to don't forget to say the name in the background. We're back <laughs> off, bitch. Um, <laughs> Vesper BR says uh, they should change Sork's iframes to become SA and just a few iframes. Swap knockdown on Archer normal attacks to stiffness. And on consoles, since we don't have WW dashes on Musa and Mewa, change our stub arrow to. Uh, stun instead of stiff. Seven out of ten. I give up engaging after a shot, afraid of not having enough time to get on my opponent. Do you need WW if you have W plus chase? Can't you just chase? Or is it not fast I mean, maybe, enough? Maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I know the WW cancel thing is like way faster in pre awakening, but I feel like most mooses and mewas just catch with chase mm -hmm. after. Um, but you can also make the argument that some classes benefit hugely from mouse movement that they can't do on console. So there's all kinds of weird things on console oh, yeah. that yeah. aren't accounted for. Console's tough. Honestly, I, I wish they would just let consoles use keyboard and mouse. I feel like that'd solve the problem. <laughs> and lower <laughs> their graphics. The purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, lower their graphics. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel bad for consoles. The The problem is, too, is here... Yeah, I mean, they should probably balance consoles separately. But here in NA... I think you, a strong argument could be made that a stiffness is way, way, way better than landing a stun. 
in a lot it of can cases. Be often, yeah. 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 So it just depends. Because here, I, I know some classes stiff would be in yeah. Knockback should be 0. 0.7 in my opinion. Dude, I heard your opinion on that. I, I just, I don't even think a knockback should be 0. 0.7. I just think it, most knockbacks should be changed than... to a different CC in general. I just think knockback is such an outdated, it just doesn't work in the game anymore. I feel like, I don't know. I yeah, hate that, knockbacks. It is, it is annoying because like you, you rely on some abilities and then you catch, like our knockbacks aren't, I guess maybe Fury Arrow would be the best, but it's kind of frustrating you land it, but then, you know, it's hard to follow up and because you effectively have to kill them within one CC rather than a full combo of two CCs. Right. Which can be difficult. So like Fury Arrow, if Fury Arrow changed to a stiffness, would you still be able to capitalize or would it not be enough time? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like stuff like um, that. I just switch it to stiff. Blasting Gust immediately after Fury Arrow, which is what you would do anyway. You knock back and then release Blasting Gust because you just press Q at the end of Fury Arrow as soon as you achieve the CC. Um, but obviously a stiff one would, would be better because obviously 0. 0.7. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him. Change all knockbacks to stiffens and uh, change the down smash counter to if you down smash once, you can't down smash again for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, murder murder kind says, I hate knockbacks in PvE too. That like, It's so stupid in PvE. Like, mm -hmm. uh I can't believe like I'm excited that mobs can't be CC'd. That's a better place than where mobs can be. It makes no sense. Um, Murderkind says, "Ah, oh, well, here's your problem. Dude starts making a sandwich. Wait, what does that mean? Rezar, He's what talking is about when you, when you call the internet guy and they, they don't do anything, but they say that they found the problem and they fixed the problem, but they, they did not. Oh, right. Because remember, we were talking about how you call over the internet guy, and they're like, oh, here's your problem, and then they like reconnect some cable, but it doesn't fucking change anything. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to send a hit on over, and that's going to up your uh, internet. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I hate that shit. Uh, Fallen Toxicity, hey, to the one who's having bad Wi-Fi, I'd... <laughs> There are a lot of comments about my bad internet, by the way, so I just Dude, hope you're ready for this. Yeah, I noticed in, on here and in the Discord, after all this time, a lot of people don't recognize the difference between our voices. Which is strange to me, because we sound nothing alike. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he says, having bad Wi-Fi, I'd advise into buying a good adapter and make sure you install the hardware it comes with. I went from 3.9 Mbps to 60 to 90 Mbps on my Wi-Fi. I love the vids. And you reply to yeah, that? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't own, like, this. I live with my parents, so I kind of just work with what I got. That's that's my reply to that, basically. I'm not going to, like, buy a new thing for them <laughs> when I'm going to be moving out, like, probably next year or the year after. <laughs> you take it with you, dude, and leave theirs on the side. Eh. Um... When I was living with my parents, my parents wouldn't even let me do anything. If I bought something, I was like, Dad, Dad I'm going to use this router. And they'd be like, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to touch our shit. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Zero Eight says, what I meant last week was that people argue that MM don't look natural. Mouse movement. And I wanted to point out that animation cancels don't look natural either, but it's clearly a game mechanic. Both equally messes with the netcode prediction system as the system would predict you to carry out a skill till the end. Um, before we get to the rest of these, do we want to reply to that? I, I still don't think mouse movement and the cancels that are built into the game are the same. Or am I crazy? 
I mean, I to, like I said last week, I think they're the same in that they are ways to make better, like, play better. And so it, it, it increases the skill cap. And by utilizing them properly, you can reach a much higher level than people who don't use them at all or use them improperly. What are your thoughts on mouse movement, Anfield? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I can see, like, like, I use mouse movement myself to control the direction of certain abilities. Um, mostly, re- not regeneration, uh, rushing wind, because uh, <laughs> it deliberately, if you use it, it displays desync on the opposing player's screen. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you use what tools you're given, um, and mouse movement is a tool. And I kind of like the extra skill involved in mouse movement. The flip side of that is I also don't like heavy amounts of desync. And one thing that I actually think is a bigger problem is the FPS issues in the game that cause much more desync than mouse movement does, which is where someone has absurd amounts of FPS on a class. They can perform things that would never normally be possible. I'm looking at you teleporting warriors. Um, so I actually <laughs> I, I have more of an issue with that than I do with mouse movement. Um, but I guess like... They did make an attempt at one point, right, to remove it, and then there was a lot of complaints, so they scrapped it. Well, they kind of fucked up a whole thing when they tried to fix that. Um, okay, so number two, he says, At Reslar, may was feel out of breath because they don't have a good way to regen stamina. When you essay, wait for movements to go on cooldown, your stamina regens. When you play Mayo, you're using Chase, Dragon Bite. Uh, at BT or Red Moon, Sleet, your stamina just doesn't recover. Without SA trade lingering skills, when you have stamina, you literally can't do anything. Um, sorry for this being a bit long, but there's so many debatable points. I mean, your block is a pretty good way to recover stamina. Yeah, that's what I'm like, dude, every every Maywa I've ever seen, when they need to regen stamina, they just run away and block. Like... Yeah, and your S, your S block recovers stamina, too, in Awakening. I, I mean, I mean, your Wait, point... Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, literally, I'm gonna be releasing those fights, Rusty, tomorrow with the podcast. And cool. like, in those fights, like Nayashi just s blocked whenever he started running low on stamina, like just like Frosty did. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I mean, so your point. Your points are taken with like having stamina recover when you're using SA, but you you do have ways to recover stamina on Maywa. You you can block. Um, three saying MM is oh this is back to MM is unskillful and only require a little bit of practice like saying cancels are unskillful neither are all that difficult to execute and only take a little bit of practice the skill itself is learning how to use it and when to use it it's a mechanic that allows skilled knowledgeable players to go beyond the limits of the game just like cancels I think that's super cool but I do agree with Frosty's point that some skills should just be camera turnable like how sea burial works I mean yeah also I would not make the argument that cancels are skillful i mean most of the cancels in the game are really really simple and straightforward um there are some that are skillful in in that you have to execute like a combo properly but for the most part they're not they only take a little bit of practice and my point was more like you can't tell me that mouse moving gore roll is skillful like the skill in it is that you're predicting where they're going and blocking which is the same thing you'd be able to do if you just camera turned if it yeah. moved with your camera turn is what I'm saying. That that's all I was saying. Um Yeah, I don't think most cancels are skillful to be honest. But I, we I we've know. talked about that before. We've had this talk about what if they removed mouse movement and just made all of the abilities that 
like use mouse movement turn. At, at least the ones that are possible to do that. Like I get that there's some that can't, you know, like some of the, like some the of the zerker, zerker ones. Movement. Yeah, like some of the zerker ones you you'd need more than that, right? But some of the ones that can, like you should be able to move Goro with with your camera if that's what, how they want it to work. I I think anyway. Um Damage SA, let's see, it says four. Damage SA grabs, all right, damage beats SA, grabs beat SA frontal guard. A class with high damage and high mobility with a grab beats a SA protected grab class with no damage, no grabs, and somewhat no iframes. An FG dragon bite that does only a tiny bit of damage has nothing on high damage SA or grabs. How many times did he grab versus how many times did he dragon bite? was so off. Dragon Bite doesn't immediately free CC SA classes with 66 or 60% success rate the moment they enter your grab range with 40% attributed to resist and desync, but desync works both ways. Others can get desynced into a grab from half a mile away as well. Ugh. What? So he is saying we were arguing about grabs last week with Nayashi. Right, um, okay. Kind of and my point was, because Nayashi tried to or made the point that, well, how many times when he and I dueled did I land a grab? Because I told him, like, I, I tried to grab like 18 times. I only won the fight because of a grab twice out of five wins. The other times I either stiffened him or stunned him. Um, and I was saying, like, if you're going to remove grabs, from all the classes because that's kind of where this stemmed from where it was like a discussion about someone had mentioned they want to remove grabs just from the game entirely because they break the game and it's it's kind of an op way to cc someone i was saying if you're going to remove grabs the re one of the things is you're basically gonna have to remove protected ccs on most of these classes like there's a little bit of a trade-off when your class has a grab first of all there's risk and like this argument a lot of people make the argument that if you grab Grab takes no skill. This is what I hear all the time. If you have a grab, you just press E. Whether they're in protection or not, you win. And uh, it's just way more complicated than that. And I feel like it's generally people that play classes and have only played classes. <laughs> well, yeah, that are uber protected or have high mobility or just that have not played a class with a grab that thinks that all you have to do is press E. And that's why I was saying, like, when I was fighting Nayashi, I don't I don't have to just press E. I, I tried to press E 18 times. A bunch of the times I did it got me CC'd and not him. So it's just, I don't know. It's kind it's of actually interesting. back and forth. Um, May was generally um, considered to be one of the classes that maybe not be you know, super in the meta kind of thing. Um, you know, people don't look at Mewa these days, at least. You're not like before and look at it and think, oh, wow, look how OP Mewa is. Um, that being said, uh, an Awakened Mewa is one of the hardest matchups for Ranger. And there's classes that are generally considered much more in the meta or even overpowered or whatever that Ranger and Awakening can deal with in a 1v1. But Mewa is incredibly difficult just purely by the enormous amount of mobility they have. Uh, and obviously, while they are dashing, they are fully protected. Um, so uh, there's a lot you can do against grabs that some people conveniently seem to forget. Um, I understand why people complain about grabs, especially when they're playing a class that doesn't have a grab, but usually there are advantages to the classes that don't have grabs. Um, you could argue that maybe Ninja has a lot of advantages and doesn't really 
lack and they also anything have two grabs for, for some reason for having the grab yeah like that's an example of like hmm but there are other examples where like well what would i do without a grab here because i'm so underprotected and i wish i was playing another class so i didn't have to use ranger as an example for this because it just feels like me 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 but um I mean, we don't have a lot of protection, and a grab is a big risk play for us. If we miss it, and or if it's resisted, then that could, that's pretty much it. There's no out. Right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the same thing, yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, there is a bit of a trade-off, right? So on the reason why I use Dragon Bite as an example is because let's just take Kuno for an ins for instance like we have the grab the grab doesn't have protection there is whether people want to believe it or not there's risk to a grab uh, especially on Kuno because if you miss the grab you're you're stuck there for a second you stiffen yourself basically and then um, on the grab attempt you're also unprotected so if they hit you or they weren't perfectly in line with where you thought they would be you can get CC'd and we have two protected CCs, Smokescreen and Flash Slash, where Flash Slash, um, the start of it is unprotected, but the ending where the stiffen is, is protected. But all of the CCs on the in-between are not protected. And that's kind of the difference in why I use Dragon Bite as an example. It's like the only reason Dragon Bite gets the frontal guard is because you guys have high mobility. You have a three second frontal guard stiff to fish for a CC and move away to play a round grab class. Like it's like specifically built to deal with that. Now, if that's too hard to deal with, I feel like maybe the class isn't for you. That's uh, like almost my stance at, at this point, to be honest. Like I've gotten kind of that point. Like if, if fighting against grab classes is too difficult with your kit, that's like really high mobility and has protected CCs, then then maybe the class just isn't really for you, and you should play a grab class. I don't know kind of what else to where else to go <laughs> with that. And I'm not saying like some of the grabs aren't OP. I've said multiple times. I think grabs in general should have a longer cooldown. Um, what Ranger's cooldown is 13 seconds. Is that right? Ten. Eight, eight seconds. I so like almost every grab is eight seconds. I think. Yeah, every every grab is like Horizon relative. Zerker. <laughs> I mean, Zerker has four grabs though. It's different. It's like different. Yeah, I but know. That, it's just funny when everyone says, "Dude, grab cooldowns are so low." It's like, uh <laughs> Well, yeah, but like like the Guardian's grab is six seconds. Yeah, that's Myst insane. <laughs> Mystic grab is seven seconds. Ninja has uh flash. I want to say flash bondage is thirteen seconds or fifteen. The awaken grab and then the pre awaken grab is nine seconds. So it's like those sh probably should all be much higher. I I don't disagree with that. Like higher cooldowns. Maybe they should be a standard of like fifteen seconds or eighteen or something. Um, so that way it's a little bit easier for a non grab class to keep track of that timer. Like, okay, I have I have. 12 seconds where i could kind of go ham they don't have their grab so i could be a little bit more aggressive whatever but outside of that like i just don't think grabs are as overpowered as everyone else thinks oh yeah, ranger is actually 10 seconds my bad yeah. my only issue with that long. is if you suddenly reduce like if you suddenly reduce the catching ability of classes and you don't do anything else like that's not going to be good for like the game like, there has to be other changes that come with something like that. Like, reduction of cooldown, CC's added, I don't know what you do. But that just doing that alone can't just... That's not going to fix the issue, I think. That's going to create a new issue, I think. It's very easy to complain about things that you don't have. Um, and grab is one of those things, you know, for example, if this is coming from a Mewa Musa kind of perspective, I could just as easily argue that 
Well, yes, I, I have a grab, and you don't, but I also don't have fully protected mobility that is just about fast as anything else right. in the game with an iframe that goes into a super armor. My, my mobility is awful, and my dash is only protected every three seconds uh, with no protection outside of that. So um, I understand where they're coming from, um, but I would also argue that it's very easy to simply get into a rut where you're like, well, this class has this, and I don't like it. Um, you kind of have to sift through what is being fairly said and what is more like, I don't have this and I want it, you know, I don't know. I yeah, do think I mean, grabs are counterable. Yeah, but, it's the grass is always greener on the other side, right? It's, I, I don't have this thing and they do, and I would like to have it, you know? I don't know. Like, there's this one commenter, bless his heart, his name is Musassin. He's one of our, he's one of our commenters. He comments, like, on every single video. And a while back, he was like, I think that they should give Musa and Ewa some sort of CC that goes through protections. And we were <laughs> like, we were like, that's, oh, that's, that's a grab. And then in the next video, he was like, no, 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 not a grab. It, and we don't want a grab. We just want like maybe a stiffen or a knockdown that goes through super armor. <laughs> it's like it's literally like that that Rick and Morty meme where it's like, well, that just sounds like a grab with extra steps. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, dude, that's the definition of a grab. But the thing is, is like these classes are balanced around like whether they, I mean, a lot of aspects, but one of those aspects is whether they have a grab or not. Like every class that has a grab, with the exception of maybe like maybe warrior i think warrior is the only class that I, I might not give this to uh they have far well and ninja actually they have far less other ways of like safely like ccing their target and the only reason i don't throw Thrain ranger in there too is because i think rangers do a similar thing as mooses and maywas with grab but it's their range no rangers ever take into account the fact that their range i swear to god they just never talk about it they, they, it's it's one of my great annoyances with that class and some of the people who play it. Uh, so, it's like, again, I know Zerker, four grapples, yada yada, but, like, the amount of protected CCs we have that aren't grapples is, like, one, I think, and it's, like, the slowest thing in history and is easily dodgeable if you have two brain cells to rub together. So it's like, we don't have a dragon bite, you know? We don't have a, a, a stud arrow. Like, these are things that you have, and, and we don't. These, like, quick catches yep. or these protected... You have a range CC. Yeah, dude. Mobility shot. I actually get caught with that a lot, as much as you guys don't want to admit that's a good CC. Mobility shot. If you, if you can mouse movement, it is pretty good. Um, but if you can't mouse movement, then it's kind of useless. But... More people are being able to mouse move, moving shot. It's one of the harder ones to pull off, but I think more and more people are starting to realize that, wait, I can move this ability, I can make this ability actually very, very useful. So, but, uh, yeah. but still, even moving shot, it, it's not as quick as stub arrow. It's not as fast as like a, a, a ranger shot. Like, it's got a pretty windy animation to it. If you're looking for it, you should be able to see it coming if you're getting hit with it constantly. That's yeah. my point. Um, all right, moving on. Yeah, not not to attack you zero. I, I was just 
I just have counterpoints. I, I just feel differently about it a little bit. I, I, without Nayashi here to defend the Musa Mewa non-grab position. Yeah, yeah it's going it's to... <laughs> it feels bad. It's like we're... I feel like, bad, yeah. Beating up a baby. attacking them, and they're not... They don't have someone here to defend themselves. Yeah, I just think... Again, to one of the things I state is... I, I think there's an art... An art to fighting against someone with a grab when you don't have one there's like something cool about watching those fights and how that play style is different that i wouldn't want lost in the game i think it's cool adds a adds a bit of a skill ceiling for for both classes honestly um jeremy johnson says by the way garmouth in 12 minutes uh jeremy johnson says there's a balance in everything just not in bdo regarding <laughs> guardian imagine a turtle with its protection and the ability to snap its beak so fast it creates cavitation bubbles inflicting massive damage with temperatures rivaling the surface of the sun, like the pistol shrimp, but with an overabundance of protection and range and thick thighs. The devs created a sexy turtle shrimp, something not found in nature, something imbalanced. The balance of slowness is not damage, it's protection. I thought this was obvious. The counter to DPS is weakness, always about balance. I haven't seen anything in this... This unbalanced since the last time I shaved my nuts. They're supposed to be lopsided, right? Great vid as usual, guys. Uh, that was the most beautiful poem I've ever read. <laughs> About uh, a snapping turtle with lopsided balls. Yeah, that was very strange. Um, yeah, Guardian, little P. I think most people are with that sentiment. You think so? <laughs> guardian is a female class. I think everyone who's not a guardian is with that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the devs created a sexy turtle shrimp. Um, Capri, uh, I honestly, I hold on, hold on. There is one no. thing I want to talk about, though. I don't know if I agree with the statement that slowness doesn't mean it should do damage. Slowness should mean it's protected. Because if it does no damage and it's slow, then the fact that it's slow means nothing to you. You just stand in it. No. The fact that it's slow to me means it has to do damage because you, you want to move out of it because it hurts. And you have time to move out of it because it's slow. If it doesn't do damage, then why is it slow? That doesn't make sense to me. Is it slow because it's protected? Great. So I'm in this slow two-second animation that basically I'm stunning myself because it doesn't do damage. That doesn't make sense. I, I very, I think I very hard disagree with that sentiment, honestly. What if it's slow but fast? You know what I mean? All right, so Capri YPR no. says... <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I get when Maywas complain about the grab and other shits. In my opinion, Maywas need protected damage only. That's it. No stamina reduction, no grab. Just protected damage on Awakening especially. So they can do something in large scale. Hey, that's what they're getting with the... Uh, um, Paddle Bloom buff. Um... That was the only reason I rolled from Maywood Archer. About the grab, it's just a you are dead move for most of the time. But the thing that makes it OP is being protected for some classes. Other than that, it's fine. I think people overestimate how many classes are actually protected during a grab. Yeah. Let's name them. All right. Warrior Succession. Striker. Mystic. But only one of the striker grabs is protected, well, I, right? No, no, no. 
I think both. I'm pretty are sure only one of them is, is there, protected. Is there they, they only use one of them. Yeah, they only really use one of them. But maybe their awakened ones not. I'm not too sure. Um, two of the Zerker grabs, right? Not all four. Two, uh, two are unprotected. Three, two have super. Three. Okay, three of the Zerker grabs. Um, um, Guardian grab. Both in awakening and free awakening, and then. Is Valt Grab in Succession protected? Nope. And I think that's it. Am I missing one? I think that's all the protected ones. Oh, uh, Awakening Ninja Kinda. It's only protected on success during the little bounce back and forth animation. The attempt is unprotected. Well, Mystic is unprotected on attempt as well. I think it's only protected when it's actually successful. And only for a brief second or something like that. No, I think it's it's protect. It is super armor on the attempt. It's it's unprotected if it fails and you do the bounce oh. back. Yeah. Yeah. That um, right, actually. And then yeah, so the, yeah, again, there's there's not that many. Um, and then when a lot of the classes, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I would actually uh, just just to interject. I would say that I agree that no no grab should ever be protected regardless of any reason. I agree. Grab they, they should, should all be unprotected. Yeah. Yeah. All of them should be unprotected. Mm, yes, are we so gonna do this? I, think uh, I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't comment on your ranges. Forget they have range things. So are we gonna do this? <laughs> I think I mean even the Zerker ones should be unprotected, but give them something else as well. Like I wouldn't be opposed to a Zerker getting a like I don't know some sort of catch. I mean, you can nice make catch. my grabs unprotected, but they better not be forty second cooldowns. You better bring that bitch down like everyone else's if they're going to be unprotected. All right, they're not all forty second cooldowns. I, I will send you a video of a zerker grabbing a witch every ten seconds for three straight minutes in the Korean BSL, dude. All right, there's no way you guys are sitting there helpless for forty seconds. They're not all forty seconds, but one of them is forty seconds. One of them is twenty-two, I think. One of them is like seventeen, and the shortest one I think is twelve. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's a lot of cooldowns for not being protected. All of a sudden, that's all I'm saying. Let me check all of my grabs real quick. <laughs> all right, here, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Noms noms fatty kitty says nee oo woo ps you're all a bunch of globalist chicoms. I don't know what that means, Fair. but I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm hard agree. <laughs> Marco not so d romo says as I watched this video my internet decided to die. That's unfortunate. Same as we yeah. recorded the video my internet <laughs> decided to die. Yeah, Clayton Alexander says the fact. Uh, that you knew this wasn't right in the first place and even had to ask some random guy if this is okay. You already... Alright, so this is in reference to Joe, I believe. But he says, yeah. the fact that you know uh, knew this wasn't right in the first place, even had to ask some random guy if this is okay, you already knew this wasn't an okay thing to do, regardless who tells you if you might or might not receive punishment for it. You know morally that ish wasn't right, and you have certainly been playing this game long enough to know its policies and overall stance regarding these issues. That's fair. I think that's a fair fair assessment. I uh, do agree with, like, he kind of uh, brings up something that I was trying to say earlier, where it's like, if you have to, like, ask, like, uh, am I going to get in trouble for this? It's probably not good. <laughs> like, kind of yeah. similar to what I was saying earlier. 
Um, Crazen says, I really like the idea of adding new group grind spots to the game, but my concern is that all these seem to require a lot of AP. I wish they would change or add group spots for lower AP so new players can grind with their friends. I remember back in the good old days how much fun it was to grind Saucens and Pirates with friends. I really hope they do something about this since there are so many new players leaving because they have to do all the content in this game alone. I really love the podcast, guys. Keep up the amazing work. Greeting from Germany. Um, yeah. I mean, you have you have war guns, dude. Come on. What yeah, you want? dude. Go grind war guns. Yeah, go grind war guns, dude. I don't know what the complaints is there. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, like we were we were saying earlier, they probably they need to make sure that the the group spots are at least as good as as the solo spots and. Uh, if you making some of the older grind spots in the game, like Sassins or Pirates, a group spot specifically might actually be really good for the game. Like if they just made Pirates five person loot, would actually be kind of cool for newer players. I think. Um, but yeah, I agree. Group grind spots are good. The, mobs, the what? Definitely toughen up the mobs. Yeah. Or add severe AP caps. True. They should probably all have AP caps anyway if they're designed for lower players so they don't get exploited. But um, yeah, yeah, those pirates were difficult when we were running around with 120 AP with suppressed <sighs> gear and whatever else. My first time going to the crazy jack rotation and like running for my life after engaging them, I was like, nope, not ready for this place yet. Came here a little early. <laughs> Uh, Noble Ninja says, hey guys, love the podcast as always. My question is for anyone that has something to say. How would you nerf Guardian? I play the class currently, uh, re-rolling to suck Kuno though, and I can't think of a way to make it fair. The class is so slow as is, and CDs are pretty dang long already. Uh, God, Incinerator is eight seconds. Maybe you make the AP scaling go down, but then why are you playing a slow class? A slow class doesn't have any punch behind it. Doesn't make any sense. I do think the class needs a nerf, but I don't know how it should be nerfed. Heart Ackerman. Um, what, what would you do, Anfield, if you could change Guardian? Um, I think I would only tone the damage down a little bit, keep the damage quite high, lower it the most on the shift LMB, which I always forget the name of. That skill needs to have lower damage. The other ones could probably maintain their damage. Um, I would maybe even go as far to say is really punish the slows. Uh, the slows are kind of obscene on Guardian, and that's part of the issue with fighting the class is that she just slows you to oblivion. And I don't think slows are fun mechanics in general. Um, I think they should be few and far between on every class. Uh, and I guess the final thing is I would say that she has too many iframes. She should just be literally a tank. You hit the tank, but the tank receives a lot of, can absorb a lot of the damage. Not, I can iframe more than some other squishy classes. Um, so I think that's the main thing. Slows, iframes, maybe tone the damage down a little bit on the super ranged ability. Rez? I I think I hard disagree with uh low or uh, high cooldowns. Like with shift F. Yeah. yeah, shift shift F is a six second cooldown super armor. And then like you already pointed out, God Incinerated, Shift Q is an eight second cooldown. Like that's even, even the insane. grab. The grab is a and super low cool. It's the lowest. Both of those are super armor as well, by the way. So, I mean, their longest cooldown, I think, from what I've used anyway, I haven't really looked that much through the skill tree, but I think their longest cooldown that I've noticed is, uh, 
Infernal Nemesis at 18 seconds. Yeah, must be really nice is not <laughs> that bad for a longest cooldown. It's one of the best escape mechanisms in the game as well. I mean, I get it, dude. As a Kuno, where Black Moonlight, which uh, no one fears, has a 20 second cooldown, uh, I get you, dude. Long cooldowns, dude. Shackles, 20 seconds. Flash Slash, 15. Yeah, no. Ancient Wave, 30 for some reason. Still haven't figured out why. Shadow Explosion, 16 seconds. At least, least that's my does damage. Dude. That's my quest in life. I'm trying to figure out why Ancient Wave has a 30-second cooldown when Archer Shift right-click has a 6-second cooldown. I'm very confused. Well, let's be honest, Full Bloom is so over too, and just kind of stupid. That's not even Full Bloom, brother. That's just I know, I'm, call. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 call isn't something that bothers me that much, to be honest with you. I think that's easy to dodge with iframe. I think Full bloom is what's stupid. They shouldn't be able to knock you down, run up to you, and one hit you with one ability. Wait, but I, they I, I, I got just... I got one hit in a siege with over ten thousand HP, and I don't have low DP. Okay, granted, I don't have like full C nine, but I do have pen armor with Kafras in it, and I still got one hit by that with ten K HP. I think the issue with full bloom is it just kind of doesn't make sense for the class to me. Like you're supposed to be all about the range, right? You're literally an archer. Your main weapon is a, a crossbow. Your awakening weapon is a longbow. You are ranged. Why is their heaviest hitting ability, basically? You have to be, like, literally up their ass. Like, that just doesn't make sense for, to me. That's weird. Yeah. That's I why actually, I have such issue with Tremble's damage. I don't even mind so much that first hit. I hate that the second hit still hits super, super hard. It's like, what? You literally use the same skill twice. Why? Why is this killing me? Dude, that combo, though, they worked on it all week, so give them a break, all right? Uh, yeah, knocked out into full flow. <laughs> dude, what about what about Shadow Explosion, Anfield? How do you feel about Shadow Explosion? 16-second cooldown. It does all right damage. No protection. No CC. Does that make sense to you? Also has split damage. Also has split damage for some reason. Yeah, I, I just want it for PvE. I don't even care about PvP. I just don't get why it's a 16-second cooldown. It makes no sense. Like, one of our main skills for grinding, and at places where if it doesn't take you 20 seconds to get to each pack, it's literally not off of cooldown by the time you get to the next pack. Drives well, me nuts. In, in general, I think the game is very skewed and, and mismanaged when it comes to where damage is located on some skills. Um, I think that they should be spread out more. Um less nuke-oriented skills, and also I think that if you do have a high damage ability, they should generally be unprotected. It's kind of... It annoys me, um, especially with Archer specifically, and I guess that's range of bias, is that they have so much protected damage. Um, you know, first off, they have protected CC. That's problem number one. But problem number two is that the damage is also protected. You know, none of our range damage is protected, um, which is how it should be, arguably. If you're doing a lot of damage, it shouldn't... That should be the riskier stuff. You get high damage, but you're unprotected. Um, I don't like when classes, especially when they're not blob-oriented, can just whack you for enormous amounts of trade damage without having to worry about the fact that they're unprotected. So for your example, I think that if an ability doesn't have protection, it's fine for it to have high damage. But if it does have protection, then maybe the damage should be a little bit more reasonable. I just want a lower cooldown, dude. That's all I want. Um, yeah, I got two well, seconds. Archers, time. see, the thing is, it, it's funny because um, I honestly think Archer 
in, from that guy earlier, the guy who wrote that beautiful poem about Guardian being this monstrosity. <laughs> is a sexy snapping think, turtle shrimp? Yeah, I actually personally think Archer's more of a monstrosity than Guardian is because oh, no. I feel like the only downside to Archer is he's squishy, which, like, yeah, everyone's squishy except for Guardian. Like, what? so what? Uh, I don't know. Like, I played Archer, and the whole time I played Archer, I'm like, yeah, this, this, there's no downside to this. Like, literally, it's protected, it's fast, it's ranged, it's high damage, it's constant damage, it's burst damage, it's, like, what the fuck? It, that class is just insane. I it's think very I've, nutty. It's kind of funny, because Archer, especially since his release, has been, okay, it's pretty overpowered, right? But we're kind of not talking about Archer purely because of how busted some succession classes are and how busted Guardian is. I would definitely say that Guardian is much, much more powerful than Archer overall. Um, Archer is really strong, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, <sighs> Guardian is something else, man. I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I can't personally agree that Archer is, is worse for the game. See, I think this is just where the class difference comes in. Because, like... Nayashi and Frosty like constantly talk about how OP Guardian is, and like I, obviously as a Zerker with four grab. I mean, I, well, but you acknowledge it. You acknowledge it's how definitely strong, they strong are. but yeah, it hasn't bothered me as much as other people. But it is crazy. I could see if you don't but, have like, a grab, see, how awful it would be. I I have yet to run into a Guardian that I've really struggled against, and I think that's just because I'm a Zerker and I have four grapples. So they're they're really powerful block that everyone complains about literally means nothing to me See, so i think you're, it's, you're the think reason why that guy thinks grab has no skill dude right you're the reason I, th I think that's coming from a situation as well where you have to face a good guardian that knows how to slow you and knows how to time her iframes well because if you go in ranger can catch circles the same way except we have less opportunity we use evasive explosive shot when you to try to grab or dash and we can counter grab you guardian can do the same thing except they have a stiffen on their iframe um that is actually without a gap. I think, I think, I mean, I could be wrong and I don't know who to recommend that you duel, but on EU, I know a couple guys that are in some big guilds that are, you know, re-rolled and the things that they can do when you consider what people's kind of general consensus is of Guardian's 1v1 ability, especially against grab classes, you'd be quite surprised. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll fully acknowledge, I haven't, like, gone into BA and, like, fought somebody that people were like, dude, this guy's a really good Guardian. All of my experience is in RBF or in open world against just, like, randos, basically. So, yeah. well, and I mean, aside from the odd Guardian just blowing me up, I have never been like, wow, there's nothing I can do about this, you know? And I think that really is just because, you know, Zerker. Try fighting Divios and come back and tell me how you feel. I think I'll pass, honestly. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd rather I, not just lose my day. <laughs> yeah, in fairness with Guardians, like, Guardians actually a really popular class right now, so there are a lot of people, like, no offense to them, that are just have no idea what they're doing or have spent zero time in BA. So those Guardians are a little bit, it's different, right? If you're, if the skill is, like, sub-average. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of with Anfield. Like, I, the better a Guardian is, it, it's... I really do think the only classes that legitimately have like an advantage in a one v one is Kuno and Ninja, and you have to have an, an incredible fast iframe oriented class with a grab. I think to really counter the class. 
that from someone that actually knows what they're doing on the class you know you can ca- like i was playing guardian just for memes and and she was like super easy to grind and i would just use her and i would rotate the same skills because they were low cooldown and it was easy you know i just literally brain afk um and even then in pvp i could still dunk on people without knowing what the hell i was doing without having the pre-awakening kit unlocked um but you face one that actually does oh my god scary shit yeah all right next comments are andre says yo now don't go don't go encourage pa to nerf my guardian what the hell i'm so fine with moving slow as long as i can kill people just go re-roll people play guardian for a while it's so fun yeah. What? Uh Clayton Alexander says, please God, remove knockback altogether from the game. Pushing mobs in PvE, interrupting my attacks while grinding as a possible CC in PvP, just get it out of here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, fair enough. Um Fry from Futurama says straight real talk at two. It's probably not actually complaining about Mewa. Uh Xavier Christensen <laughs> says uh only 12 minutes in, but speed is almost uh, absolutely zero impact on your connection to BDO unless you're using it for other things simultaneously. BDO alone uses less than one megabyte per second. Oh, I got to get my loot from Garma. Hold on, hold. Uh, I didn't get shit. Standard. Congrats. Oh, damn it. Oh, well, I got to. Hold on. I got 279,000 raw silver. That's pretty good. Gains. That means something. Wasn't a total waste. <laughs> uh, so he says, only 12 minutes in, but speed has nothing to uh, do with the impact connection BDO. BDO alone uses less than one mega, uh, megabit per second down megabyte. Which one is it? I always forget. I get these two mixed up. Uh, less than one MBPS down and even less than that up. It's the consistency and the rate that matters. Any dropouts aren't really noticed by boomers. Oh my god, dude. I notice dropouts. What the fuck? That just browse <laughs> Facebook and watch cooking shows. That's all I do. <laughs> That's all I do, dude. I just watching fucking cooking shows, dude, and baking while watching Facebook. And then I log into BDO. I don't even realize I've been disconnected. I'm still killing mobs, dude. Uh, companies that provide internet for areas with mostly old people get away with this because 99% of their customers are not gamers. If you can watch a stream at 480 smoothly, you have around 4x the data transfer speed needed that uh, that transfer speed that BDO needs. To load high Dell without having people teleporting around and seeing weird shit, you will need less than 4 megabits per second down, consi- but consistently. Yeah. So definitely. my favorite thing about that comment was when they were like, if you can watch a stream at 480p, then you can like play video no problem. Yeah, whenever that shit was going on, I couldn't even watch streams at 180p. I would put yeah. stream. I legitimately had Valorant streams at 180p. So I was desperately trying to get a key, and they would interrupt every like 10 seconds to like buffer. So yeah. there goes that. <laughs> um. Yeah, Rezar can't get better internet. He he lives in a place with no electricity. Uh, underscore <laughs> underscore says, you guys are equivalent of ESPN now. Congrats on getting on iTunes. That's a big achievement <laughs> as independence with no partnership respect. Yeah, so my sister started what is, doing... What a, is ESPN now? I don't know. Uh, no, no, and now is not like the time now. We're the equivalent of ESPN space like now like now in this point in time oh why why how 
Yeah, hey, <laughs> underscore, underscore. Stop using big words like now. You're confusing wrestler. <laughs> uh, the Musa- Wait, how are, we, how are we equal with ESPN? We're the news we organization, this- dude. Reporting weekly we on this uh, map stuff. We are not a news organization. We are a news organization. Do not brand ourselves as that because there's a commenter that has a problem with that that we will get to eventually, and no. I'm very excited for no, it. No, no, no. You wait, dude. We're gonna soon. We're gonna start running pharmaceutical ads, and we're gonna be fucking rich. All right. The Musassa says, <laughs> "I keep hearing Chase being brought up a lot, whether as a meme or not. For Reslar, if they take all protection from Chase, they have to make it at least fifty percent faster. Maybe increase the stamina cost so it isn't OP, and it covers more distance in the initial chase, and distance covered per chase reduces." and stops. Musa used to be the fastest class. Not anymore. A fucking warrior is faster than a blader class. The fuck? I can't catch a suck warrior, so using that sonic reference is a bit triggering for me. Um, It's okay. funny because I never said that Chase should be nerfed. I just pointed out that Chase is very fast movement that is protected for the entire time you're doing it, whether it's on cooldown or not. Well, I think it was in reference to like if you nerf. I think it was. Uh, I don't. I don't even remember. I think we were doing like a hypothetical because of something, but it, it's like Musa doesn't need to be the fastest class. Like that doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like a warrior running fast. I don't even know how day to day a warrior in succession running faster than you affects you in any way. Like. Huh? Like, just turn to the side. <laughs> like, if they're chasing you with Forda, are they chasing you down and grabbing you? Or are you like, you can't catch up to a warrior? If you pop Tiger Blade, you can. I promise. Eventually, the warrior's not going to stay out of you. Also, I, I, almost all of warrior's movement is either non-protected or frontal guard. So you should be able to uh, hit them in the back. Just saying. Yeah, it, it's a weird... I don't know. I, I don't think Musa needs the fastest class title to be considered a good class. It's a good class even if it's not the fastest. Although it is on average the fastest. Like in burst movement, Warrior is faster, but in consistent movement, still Musa may well. Um, also, like, it, it's again, it's going back to like the Swerk argument where it's like, I say this class is Sonic and then the person who plays that class is like, well, actually, there's one class that's faster than us. And it's like, Okay, sorry. So you're like Knuckles. Like, you're still the second fastest class. You're faster than almost everybody else. Like, dude. To be fair, Zerker is pretty fast, too. It you is. Get out of there, is you're gonna get, you're gonna get out there. Like, nobody's taxing that Zerker if he wants to go. For sure. Like, Zerker yeah. is pretty high up there as well. But, uh, like, we had, like, uh, again, it's Zer- just... Zerkers have a bad habit of trying to heal right in front of you when they should continue running. It's so Yeah, they do. <laughs> Every Zerker's I like, I just got out of the CC. I'm going to heal right here. Ah, he got me. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why has he done this? I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I, I remember Valkyrie uh, pre-2018 rework with their mobility. It was always fun seeing a missile come after you with a giant-ass shield and a lance. Zerkers need to be nerfed. Um, and then Musa- <laughs> I mean, I agree. As long as we're nerfing the right things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, nah, these these days, whenever I have to one v one a Zerker, dude, I I actually do kind of feel bad. I don't know. I don't the know what thing, I would change. The only but... thing, 
The only thing that Zerker needs nerfed is Q-Buff. Q-Buff is just too stupid. It needs to be nerfed. And then with that nerf, I hope they would buff a couple other things that I think would be very nice and would make the class better without Q-Buff. That's what I want for Zerker. I, I feel bad. Right now, Zerker, in my opinion, right now, Zerker is too weak without Q-Buff and too strong with Q-Buff. And they need to balance that out. I feel bad for the assassin because I feel like I always am arguing with him, but I do appreciate you, assassin, and your strong opinions on your Musa. Um, he goes on to say, also, <laughs> Frosty's statement in regards to V, every class has that. It isn't unique. Also, V does not work when you want it to work. I agree with that. It, it should. I was in RBF. I used V. Some dumb mystic was able to break me out of V. Um, v, this isn't an emergency escape if you can't use it in all states of being CC'd. Stiff, KD, KB, stun, etc. I, I agree. It should V should just always work, no matter what. Yeah, 100%. But um, also, his comment of it's for all classes, are you implying that if they did make a grapple break, it should only be for classes without grapples? Because now that changes the conversation, yeah. I think. I hope not. Um, he says... He goes back to this. I, I feel PA needs to give every class something that's unique to that class, which I, I do think they've done an all right job of doing. Um, but he says Musa, for instance, used to be the fastest class, but we can all agree that isn't the case anymore. I don't agree. Musa is super, super fast. I, I mean, they're consistently so fast. There's no one that doesn't think Musa is fast. Well, the worst part is when Musas will tell you that they can't dash anymore. Because I'll be yes! out of stamina. Dude, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I, w- so I wish Nayashi was here right now, dude. <laughs> dude, Moose's and Maywa's, it dry- it's actually insane. So when you, on a trial Maywa, which I'm pretty sure if you run, if you run a, if you main a Maywa, you can get more than trial character stamina. Am I, am I right about that? If you run like any yeah. character, you can get more than your trial yeah. character stamina. Uh, a Maywa can literally use Chase 24 consecutive times before they're out of stamina. And that's not including Tiger Blade or anything else. And then Musa also has like Fiery Angel to fill the space in between. Like I'm just like, dude, come on. Um, I feel P- if the thing is too is that I think if you go from Musa or Mewa to any other class, maybe maybe Ninja would feel more free and able to move like for a long period of time because they never run out of stamina. But outside Their of that, mobility is busted. I will say that. Yeah. But outside of that, like, dude, you're you're gonna feel so limited on every other class if you come from a Mewa or a Musa on how you can move. Like, I promise you, the grass is not always that much greener. Um, Especially when you consider like most classes that have pretty like pretty good movement are not usually protected, or at least not super armor. Like again, I'll point out warrior. Yeah, it moves like crazy, but most of its shit is either unprotected or forward guard. I think the, the only way it's all unprotected. Yeah, I think the only movement Warrior has that's protected is Head Chase once every, like, four seconds or whatever it is. Well, I mean, Ford F is protected. It's Ford Guard for the but whole thing. But it's Ford Guard. That's yeah, what I mean. Guard, yeah. It's not but... super armor. So I think if, if Musa's and Maywa's swap to a class that wasn't every single movement they make is super armor, I think they would be in for a world of hurt, yeah. honestly. Um, he says, also, in my opinion, Musa needs to have their pre-awakening kit reworked. In this case, I think kicks should be removed. They serve no purpose. Um, they should give Musa some new arrow skills. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think Musa's pre-waking kit, not counting Succession, but the standard pre-waking kit is pretty lame. 
Um, he says, heck, I don't understand why we don't have a succession arrow skill when that is the essential part of our kit for PvP, especially since we are an assassin-type class. Um, Case 81 says, just wanted to say that the song at the end could use a little more cowbell. <laughs> okay. Uh, Noted. <laughs> Rhino says, the players in Scuffed are the type... Okay, so this is that guild that's stopping everyone from uh, getting Dawn Earrings. He says, the players in Scuffed are the type of players that would have have people on every single server to scout GVGs or guild practice just to come ruin it for them. So they very easily cover every server for the boss spawn. And apparently, I think there's more than one person feels this way, Anfield. You just mm -hmm. got to go grind the new spot and you'll get greeted by Scuff too. I'll ask my buddy Zorlak. Talos Exceptum uh, says, Rez stole the legalist. Teist and Confucius definitions straight from the history of the entire world, I guess. You can't fool me. Jokes aside, love you guys. Do you know what that means? I did indeed. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, have you never seen the history of the entire world? I don't follow astronomy. It's one of the greatest videos ever made, in my opinion. It basically, I mean, it does exactly what it says it does. It basically covers the entire history of the world. The Bill Kurtz thing? Yeah. Oh, I like the History of Japan one. The, he made a sequel, though. So if you liked the Japan one, he made a yeah, sequel. No, no, I've, I've seen it. I just like, I prefer the... Oh, okay, yeah. The Japan one was also fantastic and obviously way more in detail, but still being very uh, simplified. But it's, it's a, a fantastic video. or a movie? No, it's not. It's a YouTube video. It's oh, literally it's a like, a, okay. like a 15-minute YouTube video that he basically covers from the Big Bang to today in like... 15 oh. minutes it's, it's hilarious and it's hella informational like it, check it out it's very okay. very good it's one of my favorite videos of all time sato says i think what res is missing here is the gray area there are things that are morally unacceptable but technically not illegal laws rules are just a way for human uh to determine what's acceptable and what's not so if someone does something bad but the bad thing wasn't covered in the laws, then you add it to the laws, not the other way around. Anything not opposed to the laws is acceptable. For the thing about mouse... Oh, okay, that is separate then. So we could comment on I believe that's in reference to the exploits, right? Well, that's in reference to Joe, I think. Right. So my, my counter to that is you're correct that there is a gray area, but whenever you're specifically talking about punishments and what punishments need to be dished out, you have to have a set of laws and a set of punishments to do that. Otherwise, it's just going to be mob rule, which historically never works out well. Mob rule is not a good thing. It's not what you want. You have to have things in the books. You have to have laws and punishments for breaking those laws. Because mob rule fucking sucks. Um, and you also have to assume that you're never going to... There's always going to be things people start doing, you know, like, for example, cyber crimes. Before there's computers, you're not going to have uh, rules or laws based on what you can do over the Internet to someone else. But obviously, as these things begin to pop up, you have to make rules. It doesn't make them not wrong. Yeah, so th this was in reference to if, sh if Joe, he, even though he didn't participate in the maps um, or whatever, if he should lose partnership for... Um, semi-promoting them by saying he spoke to someone they said it was okay it was kind of like what's the deal with the partnership on that <clears throat> i think that's a, what this guy's referring to um yeah for me like my stance has always been like i i don't think he should be a partner but i'm not like 
you sh- I'm not going out of my way to say he should lose his partnership. Like I don't, you don't care one way or the other. It doesn't really no, matter that, that yeah. much. It's not that. That's why I said last time I'm actually not a fan of Joe, even though I'm defending him. I'm not a huge fan of Joe, and I really don't think he should be a partner unless he is specifically broken their agreement that they have with him. I don't think he should lose his partnership. I think that's fucked. Yeah, um, he says for the. For the thing about mouse moving your frontal guard and just frontal guard specifically, I personally think it's kind of unnecessary. Just look at Suck Ninja. You have two frontal guards. Alert stance rotates with your camera, then Dark Frenzy, which rotates in the first half, it does in the second half, which is fair. Except you can mouse move, rotate the second half. I mean, why? I do think it raises the skill ceiling on certain skills, but on those with intended limitations, it just seems unfair. Like, Awakened Ninja Block is rotatable with your camera. That's fair. But on guards that is intended to make you stuck in place, you should be punishable for using it instead of making every frontal guard into a 360 guard on reaction. And Nayashi should be rewarded for knowing to backstab you. Unfair for him um, that you can make it into a 50-50 gamble. Sorry for the wall of text. I don't know how to say it shorter. Yeah, I mean, I like agree. I, I agree with uh, your points. I just think like if they're going to... I mean, they kind of have taken a stand on mouse movement. I think that's clear now, even though they haven't said any words. But they removed it from Global Labs and then put it back or whatever. They were going to remove it. And then they ended up not removing it. And like, if you look at the lawn nerfs, they added, they removed seven on Global Labs. They removed seven uh, mouse movable abilities. And then when it actually came out in KR and NA, they, they decided to go with only four removals and left the other three so they're they've decided to balance mouse move so at, at this point you could kind of take it like if something can be mouse moved then you have to assume pa thinks it's okay because they're nerfing them granularly also i disagree with uh obviously uh the situation where nayashi should be uh should be rewarded for knowing to like go behind the block. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're deciding. You're saying that this is where this, like, this is where this. Uh, how to phrase it? This decision process should end. And I just disagree with that because it's not like by me turning my frontal guard, I just win now. What it does is it adds more layers and more complexity to this fight now. Like that's what I what 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 my issue is with it because if you remove that first of all that makes a lot of skills unusable pretty much and then second of all you're basically removing the ability to draw fights longer which I think is already an issue and you're removing the ability to basically make another move in this like chess like game basically if that makes sense. yeah. I mean, I agree with you as well. I, th- that's why I still say, like, gore roll or zerker heal. Like, you should be able to just move your camera, and that's where your frontal guard is. And then you're playing that game of chicken with your frontal guard, right? And that would be fine. Um, Toys FX says, To be fair, the reason I suggested Nayashi and Frosty swap class and trial on Steam is because this kind of discussion at 152.32... 15132 for me personally try to treat it like fighting games which i i need to try to use different class to learn each uh strong and weaknesses was musamewa main for a long time also was thinking that grab is so easy to execute but goddamn i hate trying to grab musamewa p.s 
I learn a lot more uh, of other class struggling with their kit by using them because fighting them or observe isn't enough for me. Yeah, no, you're right, Toys. I mean, I agree with you on that 100%. I yeah, mean, I, I, tr I try to do that. a lot more about playing it. Yeah, I try to do that to the best of my ability, but there, also there's like a little bit of element of if I'm not having fun, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on a class. Um, but I don't know. I try to play as many classes as I can. I got to make some new trials, actually. I've been playing in in BA. I've been trying out Mewa and Valkyrie. Dude, Valkyrie is so much fun. Valkyrie Succession. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. Dude, I hate Mewa Succession hotkeys. I hate LMB RMB. It's one of the things I kind of hate about Sork's pre waking kit. I just think like L having one skill work with LMB RMB, another skill work with S LMB RMB, and another skill work with Shift LMB RMB is so stupid. <laughs> like those are they're all so conflicting. I feel like. Um, Sphero says hype. Hype indeed. Wow, seriously says hey. Don't forget you can't use Frosty not making music with his band as an excuse to not make a new intro. We are making music. Actually, I can. Dude, I'm going to actually send you... I, I'm excited for you to hear these couple of songs, Rez. See what you think. Yeah? Um, yeah, I think both of them might be kind of decent for the intro. Um, I'm going to wait until like a third or... Uh, I'll send you those two, and then, but we don't have to decide until we have like four or five to choose from. Um, yeah. Wow, seriously says, Also, are you guys ever going to do a class tier list again, especially with the end balance of dis successions recently with almost everything in line and be great now that Nayashi is here to put Mewa in D tier. Love the podcast as usual. Very soon. I'm thinking, uh, I mean, we still got to talk about it and work out the, the day. Cause I mean, that's an extra like fucking two to three hours that we got to take, but probably end of this month, beginning of next month is what I'm thinking. Yep. Um, Matthias war. Oh yeah, dude, before uh, COVID-19 stuff ends. We'll have time. We could do it early in a day on any day. Actually, it would be kind of nice. Yeah, I guess we could. Uh, Matthias War says, another question. The dude at Cacao that said it was on, which I don't believe, but I'll entertain it. Was he in the position to make such claims? Apparently, it was not. Sounds more like an excuse to me. If he had a name, he would sure as hell say, yo, this dude said it was okay. Why is it being punished? By the way, it's sad that you guys allow Tim Allen on your podcast. Should be boycotted. <laughs> no, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't think you should at least not on this podcast where it's literally all about just discussing ideas and even though we disagree with each other a lot of times and we disagree with the guests that we bring on, it's all about bringing ideas and opinions to light so that everybody can say what they want to say. That's also why we encourage people to join the Discord and we encourage people to post their comments and why we read the comments. Because, it, again, it's about sharing your opinions and ideas and not being this stupid fucking, well, I don't like these ideas, so we're not going to do these. It's also um, it's also why we're okay with bringing not one but two Rangers on the podcast, even though they don't deserve an opinion. <laughs> 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 um. As far as the Joe thing, I think it's very silly for people. I, I think it's very, I mean, I hate to sound like mean, but I think it's very childish for people to be like, well, why doesn't he just release the name? Because that would literally destroy any like reputation slash connection he has with Cacao slash Pearl Abyss. That's why. Yeah, if, if, I was, just, if I was Joe, I'd be pissed at that guy. He lied to me. 
Yeah, like I think uh, you know you don't just out your contact like that. Are you kidding me? You're gonna you're just gonna lose your contact because you feel the need to 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 you know save yourself. Oh, that seems silly. Um, also, who knows? Like, dude, I know everybody likes to say that Joe's the bad guy, but we don't know what happened. Like, we just don't. And for all we know, he could have talked to somebody pretty high up that said, yeah, it's cool. I don't think uh, anybody plans on doing anything about it. And then they saw the outrage, basically. They saw the people being like, wait, what the fuck? And then plans change. And we don't know what happened. I, I still feel strongly that Joe got text directly by Good Vibes guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know why that sounds so funny to me. Dude, Good Good Vibes guy is... What guilt is he in? I just fought him. He, I see him in Node Wars still all the time. He still plays. He, he doesn't work for Cacao, though, anymore. So. No, I know. No. No, that's why I was kidding. Um, but, all right. Yeah. I mean, Anfield, you're a partner, right? Mm. Do you yeah. have... Do you, you have, have special contacts? contacts? Mm, not really. Um, I mean, I c- we can talk to them, and you know, I've got my my friend Enlave is now working there, um, and I knew him through like healthy competition when I was an enemy, and he's in Solve. But I guess I can I can I can DM them, but I don't I don't know that I get special treatment in that sense. Uh, to be honest, yeah. Well, Ranger did get cooldown buffs on two of their abilities <laughs> oh, recently. It's kind of suspect. If they waited my opinion, things would be very different. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kashira says, I think Frosty's point at 101.05 was really good. How Joe promoted its safety on stream yet didn't himself go for the games, assuming he didn't go. In my opinion, the most innocent explanation could be he just wanted to be contrarian and flex his insider connection with PA. This would be more Resler's point on stupidity. The worst possibility would be he had some personal vendetta slash ties. This is just speculation. To be fair to Reslar, though, uh, at 5730, Frosty did trigger Reslar to the max with a statement about stupidity not making a difference, and that likely shifted the argument in his mind to a more cancel culture around stupidity stance. Also, with him having internet issues, <laughs> the rage is understandable. I do understand where Reslar is getting at, though. With all the arbitrary rules on YouTube and elsewhere, removing people just because a set of group people dislike him or her. Um, the ban and partnership removal should be based on if you broke rules or is damaging the community. Not a couple of echo chambers on Reddit. But in the end, the call is up to Cacao PA. Oh, I'm not even going to read the TL, but he said good points all around. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I wasn't really disagreeing with Rezar on, on the point that, like, I mean, I wasn't super adamant about it. I, I guess, like, I was trying to, like, make the point on one side. Rezar was trying to make the point on the other, but it wasn't like, I was like, fuck you, Rezar, you're wrong. If this guy doesn't lose his partnership, everything is wrong. Like, I, I honestly don't care if he lost it or not. I, I was just making the point um, from the opposite side if that makes sense yeah i mean and he nailed the the, the he nailed the nail on the head he <laughs> i mean it's did he now it's nailed the nail yeah, on the head nailed nail on the head he uh it's mob rule not not good generally speaking ever uh yeah just not a good thing to have happen like sometimes it's understandable for sure 
but uh, you can't just have everything being dictated by what's being said on, on Reddit or in Guild Discords. You have to have rules and laws, and like, obviously, exploits are exploits. They said that, you know, on every event that they post now, they say any, like, fuckery. They post it at the bottom every time. This isn't literally what they say. I'm summarizing it. They say any fuckery with this event in order to exploit it, we, we might we hold the, the, the right to, like, ban you for it, basically. So that's how they do that. But in terms of the partnership thing, we don't know what that contract looks like. I mean, I, I, I don't think... Partners could disclose it, but Anfield, do you know if Joe broke any rules of signing up with the partnership by going on stream and saying, I was told by an insider that it's it wasn't an exploit? Did that break a rule that would result in him losing his partnership? Um, that's Is it different for every partner? Like, I, There's so much I don't know about this system. It's really just, you know... When you're a partner, you partially represent the company, so don't, you know... I mean, realistically, it's just following Twitch's TOS, and they don't really enforce anything. Like, a lot of people are partners that don't even stream. Um, they partnered people that didn't have the minimum required viewer counts or anything. Um, there are people that, like I said, there's been people in the partner section of our Discord that haven't streamed video in more than a year. Uh, very unusual. So I'm not really... I don't think it's managed in the sense that they're like micro or putting everyone under a microscope. Um, what Joe did, whether he really did have a insider tell him this um, is up for debate, but uh, I'm not sure that by saying that he, I guess you could argue that like that is almost um, defamation of the company by saying that something lying about what something the company could have said or may not have said. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one. Whether he should have his partnership straight up removed because of that, I, I'm not so sure. But um, yeah, it's not. It's really not that strict in terms of how it's managed. Uh, I think maybe from the outside, it might seem that it's this really interesting world where we get all these bits of information. I mean, for the past months, the partner section of the Discord has just been pure drama between Snake and Black Rose and people <laughs> begging every single day for infinite potions. Hey! <laughs> I have yeah, a follow-up question. Go ahead. If if you lost your partnership, or if anyone in the partnership program lost their par partnership, is it true that you guys would lose the millions of dollars you're making because of the partnership program? Well, I mean, as a Twitch streamer with a couple hundred views uh, <laughs> per day, I um, I do worry about my mansion um, and my six <laughs> <laughs> sports cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're gonna have to sell your uh, your Bugatti. You yeah, know what? They, they improved it recently. We, I mean, we've been getting codes to give away. That's kind of nice. <laughs> hey, hey, that's I don't. I don't think we've asked you anything that you've answered that would get you in trouble. So let's do that. Do you think that Joe should lose his partnership because he said that he was told it was not an exploit and then it came out that it was, and then you know, all the other stuff, he didn't show up to the chess and all that stuff. I don't think he should lose his partnership. No, because it's not really a punishment anyway, but even if it was like, there was some amazing reason you needed to be in the partner program. Um, I don't think that alone is enough. I think that he should be scolded over it. 
um, say, look, look, you need to be warned that you can't say these kind of things. The thing is, again, this is going back to we don't know that he really got some information from Cacao. Um, right. To, to, to be honest with you, if I asked, the person I would ask would be Imri or Enlev if something, if I needed to ask a question of a similar nature, I would ask those two. And I actually, to be honest with you, if, if they gave me an answer, um, I wouldn't assume that that's NDA. I would be like, okay, well, I asked for you guys. I asked Enlev or Imri. I asked what they said and they said X thing. You know, I would, I would say that. Would um, you say their name? Yeah, because you're asking for the community. The community wants to know. It's almost like writing a ticket that's more public. It's like, is this an exploit or not? All right. Uh, if I asked Enlave and he told me it's not an exploit, I would say, well, okay, so I checked for you guys. I asked with Enlave and he said that it's not an exploit. I don't see a reason that the name needs to be hidden um, unless it, it it is he does have some secret member in the Cacao Good team. Good vibes, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He he was not a member of the. I was, <laughs> just I was, to 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 be a fly on the. No, I'm just saying. Like he left really fast, and I would love to like know the detail. Obviously, he's under NDA, but some of this stuff I would love to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall in cacao meetings with PA, especially. Dude, me stuff. too. I just the, feel like the if I had, if I had to like paint the picture and what I think it is, it it's like uh. It's a middleman for PA that just is talking, kind of like if anyone's ever seen that that movie, um, Up in the Air, with George Clooney, where he he's the guy that fires people. I I just imagine it's the smooth talking, good looking dude comes into the cacao like meeting room and just yells at cacao and, and makes them feel like shit about themselves and then leaves <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that would be how I imagine it goes. And good vibes, guys, just sitting there all scared. Those big old white eyes. No power. I mean, people give cacao shit for things, and there's certainly things they could do better, but they really just don't have any power. Yeah. So let's go, let's go, let's go with the assumption, because I think this is what most people believe. Let let's assume that Joe was actually lying. Because I think that's what most people believe. I don't I don't know what to believe. I personally don't think he was lying. Because I think that that is why would you lie about that? But if he was lying, is that something that you lose your partnership over? I think it probably is, right? If you say the company told me this and they actually didn't. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you should be jailed. <laughs> like in-game? I, no, that's not I mean, bad. if you're lying, I mean, if I was that guy, if you're that employee, you're like, dude, the fuck? Or, or I mean, I guess there is no guy, so I don't know. It, like in that in that hypothetical scenario, that's what I'm saying. It makes it, it's it's <laughs> yeah. So weird. if you're lying, you'd lose partnership. I mean, in any reasonable situation, if you're just lying about a company, yeah, you'd probably lose, regardless if it's BDO or not. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, no name says, "Can Frosty please use the YouTube dark theme?" And it is fun listening to you guys while grinding. I just found the dark theme right as I read this comment. And from here on out, we're using YouTube dark theme. You're welcome. <laughs> Someone anonymous says, Frosty's cat just wants to be on the podcast. No, I wish that was the case. But no, he's actually just an asshole. Uh, the assassin says, I still can't differentiate the voice between Reslar or Frosty. However, I work in the IT field. Um, there's a way for you to have wired internet without your ISP box. Uh, in the same room as your PC. That's why I use 
for my PC and PS4. Trust me, it works better than Wi-Fi. Use your home electrical wiring to give you internet, so it's like being directly plugged into the box. Also, uh, you need is power sockets and Ethernet cables. This is the one I use, and he linked it. Um, Rezlar will check that out. Most likely won't be able to do anything about it, or his dad will beat the shit out of him. Uh, Sonic <laughs> Sonic Cam says that Mr. Commenter is so Papega. So Papega. He probably only played BDO when Mystic was Flavor of the Month and thought BDO was good and balanced then. <laughs> uh, and then they got into an argument, but I, I want to read... Normally, I don't read the extra replies, but I want to read this one because someone defended me. Even though it wasn't... <laughs> even though I don't think it was me. Uh, Gabe S says, Yeah, the guy that has sieged as 50% of the classes in this game knows nothing about balance. Am I right, fellas? XD. I'll take it as a compliment. Um, but then it turns out like they're talking about different people. I have no idea who they're talking about. Someone else. He's talk- so the, the guy who initially made the comment was mm-hmm. talking about one of the commenters from last time who was complaining about how um, Prolibus killed Mystic and then Mystic Succession came out and it fucking sucked. And so that just ruined the last hope of Mystic's ever being good. And how he wasn't going to play the game anymore, and all this, that, and the other. Right, I remember now. Yeah, I, yeah, dude, Mystic Succession's in a decent spot. What were you going to say, Anfield? I was just say Mystic's in my favorite. I, I love that they were like one of the most overpowered classes in the game for a good year plus, and now that they're <laughs> arguably just balanced, they're useless. But... Well, all right. In large scale, in I don't large know about scale. I think their thing is large scale. Like, if they're complaining about 1v1 or even grinding, like, their awakening is still, on average, better than almost all of the other awakenings. Like, there's a few now that are better. Um, but, yeah, lar- large scale, it's just rough. I mean, it's not even really a mystic-specific problem. It's more of, a, like, a melee class in a ball kind of problem. That's, I don't know. It's a weird, yeah. weird for mystics. I guess large scale is the only thing that they can really maybe try. I mean, I still the vacuum is still nice, and at least they have a get out of jail. I mean, mystics tell me that the self PA is completely useless, but I don't totally buy that. It's better to have it than not. But I, I guess maybe large scale is the one thing they could be like, Meh, but you could also argue a lot of other classes struggle as well with large scale PvP. Yeah. I mean, I'm with what Dildo said. Is if um, it's always so weird to just say that name. Dildo Dragon said that. His opinion is that if Wolf's Frenzy worked the way it used to, and even if you remove the CC, just let it be an iframe for the whole animation, would actually help Mystic and Large Scale so much as sort of like a, oh shit, like I'm not going to survive in this ball. Maybe this will help me get me out thing, or at least buy me time. Because right now the way Wolf's Frenzy works is you you just get CC'd, like immediately. And and I kind of agree with him on, on that. Like, that that almost would be like all it needs at least to like start feeling like it's has some value in, in large scale. So you could dive in and then you kind of have that. Oh shit button to get out. Mm, I would rather than give them super armor on spiral torpedo and take the CC. That would help a lot, but I still, I still feel like against like cho- like the hot, stronger guilds, you, yeah. you still would just die. Well, but they- I agree. I, I've always wished that since the day the CC changes came. I think the thing is, Wolf's Frenzy was so good because you could just iframe into a grab and win any fight you wanted to, and that was hell yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, 
Oh, all right, West J. Finn, let's see. He doesn't have a TLDR. All right, we need some TLDRs for some of these long ones. West J. Finn says, you guys should cut Rez off the second. He said Warrior oh, was... <laughs> this is the one! All right, here we this go. is the one! You guys should cut Rezlar off the second he said Warrior was supposed to be a tanky frontline class. LOL, no. Flat out, no. Not once, not ever has that been the goal. Look at Awaken E-Buff, for example. Striker's E are designed to be Unstoppable Juggernaut. Zerker, designed to be... Damn Sherman tank like blow em up tank were designed to be basically the berserk anime speed and power with a huge weapon. Um, before I go on, uh, w what is the berserk anime reference? What is the warrior in berserk anime? That's the uh, remember they had to, I remember the outfits, yeah, but like what, what's what's the reference? And he's comparing it to well, the, the actual anime, so I don't know the anime, yeah, where it's, spo it's supposed to be all zoom zoom quick quick and lots of damage. That's okay. what he's basically Zoom, saying. zoom, quick, quick, lost damage. He says, um, but, you want to address that part before I move on to the rest? Well, that that's the end of that part, right? I vaguely yeah, remember. that's the end of that part. Okay. So I love this because almost everything in this comment is hilariously stupid and or wrong. So let's break it down a little bit one by one. So first of all, uh, Warrior is not supposed to be a tank, was never supposed to be a tank, that was never the design. It's hilarious to me, considering the only examples he can bring up is Awakening. Let me tell you something as someone who's playing this game since day one, kid, okay? Back in the day, Warrior was not fast, it did not do a lot of damage, it was not quick. You know what it was? Tanky. Want to know why? Because it had a shield. There were only like three tanky classes back in the day. That was Warrior, Valk, and fucking Zerker. And Zerker's tank was all it had, because it didn't even do damage back in the day. Warrior was tanky in pre-Awakening days. I know that was a long time ago, before all you steamies joined. But that was what it was originally. Now, has that changed? Absolutely. That is no longer the case. It is no longer the case that this is supposed to be a tankier, kind of slower class. But to say that that has never been the case is literally just wrong. And it's hilarious to me that he said that. Second of all, Striker e-buff, just making them super armor sprint. Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody, like, does it do it? Yeah, but strikers don't just start sprinting after they use their e-buff. They still uh, use I think all he of meant, I think he was referencing that. That part I'm going to defend him, because I think he was referencing the fact that Striker's e-buff doesn't really benefit their attack in any way. It's a DP debuff, or it's a DP buff, resist buff, and they get HP back. I think that's what he meant. That the theme of it is to but be tanky. But still, it still makes them quicker as well. It, it makes it their speeds up their attack faster. Speed, yeah. yeah, just like Warriors does. And then lastly, Berserker is the only thing he actually got kind of right. It does actually just kind of make them like a little... Sherman like a little tank like blow them up tank. Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that he got close to right. Although I would still I mean, argue that tank actual real-life tanks take a lot to kill... And it does not take a lot to kill a normal Zerker. They're still very squishy, just like everyone else. Despite having such a huge HP amount, it doesn't really help that much when everyone has fucking 300 AP. I think... I don't know. This game has always been a little bit... This game has always been a little bit confused in that, because it's not Trinity-style. It's more like every class is supposed to be able to do everything. So, it's hard to assign roles. Like the the roles are almost assigned by the meta and, and the community more than anything else, but I I still feel like Warrior was supposed to be kind of tanky. Not not that it 
by itself was tanky, but at least its block was tanky. Even with the way they designed Warrior Succession, it seemed like it leaned more towards like, you put your shield up, you're going to take hits, get more DP, and be tanky. Right? Yep. But um, they can't make it be just tanky. It has to do damage in order to be right. competitive in 1v1s and PvP and stuff like that. And that's why they separated Shy from everyone else, specifically saying, look, this is not a PvP class. Like, so that they could do stuff like that, basically, and make it be very different. But I don't agree. I, I don't disagree with his final assessment of Warrior that Warrior current in it. If he said in its current state, it probably would have fixed everything. But Warrior right now seems to be designed with speed and power. No, but mind. it's hilarious to me that he says not once, not once ever. Right, right. Um, when I can almost that. guarantee that person has not played before Awakenings were released, probably right, before right. Steam came out. I did some sleuthing. Uh, by that, I mean I just clicked on his name on the comment. Uh, he's an Xbox player, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Xbox, All right. An Xbox player telling me about a game that's been out for four years that I've played I, for four I, I, years. I, we're not going to bash the Xbox players. Well, right? something to do with that, but if you're if you're going to claim experience about what something's designed from the, your origin to be, then... Yeah, if you're going to claim not once ever forever at any point in time, you better have played forever and ever at any point in time, is what my point is. All right, to play Xbox adv- advocate, though... It, did he not get to start at the same point you did with just Calpheon and only five no. classes? He did! Xbox. That's where Xbox started. Yes, but the game was completely different. They had the CC changes already. Yeah, they had the CC changes. They automatically had more options for more gear than we had back in the day. Like, All right. it's not I the just same. Feel, I just not feel a bad. one-to-one. I feel bad for Xbox players and PS4 players because... They have I feel bad for them too. They have Dregan and they don't have Kaffir stones, you know. It's no a tough Kaffir, life. Yeah. Imagine grinding I just blood feel bad wolves. for Imagine grinding <laughs> blood wolves when you can't get ancient dust or Kaffir stones. I just hey. feel bad for console because they really kind of got the short end of the stick on almost everything. I mean, I would not I probably would not play BDO if I discovered it on console before PC. I'd be like, "Nah, this game is not no." <laughs> it's been out for like a year and they already have Dregan the uh, so I don't really feel that, that bad for them true. because I see I see them like on I I have the play Xbox thing I follow that on Twitter as well and I see all the thread it's like when 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 it's all just a bunch of lists of demands of content they want and they don't know man they weren't there <laughs> you know like with what we had to wait for things like you guys can wait a bit okay yeah Waiting a full, like, what was it, a year and a half for Valencia, and then a full year for Kama, and a full year for Dregan? Uh, Valencia was pretty early. We got that in the end of 2016. Yeah, but, like, was, no one could grind Kama it. And it was Kama <laughs> and Dregan. Yeah. Well, Dude. it wasn't worth grinding it, because Pirates was still better. Shit, freaking Ash Forest took him eight months to give us that, and all it was is a update, like a minor update to a grind spot. Dude. Anders, uh, Anders, Anfield, you remember <laughs> the, the Nuver delay, my guy? November, you mean? Yeah. November. <laughs> dude, dude, like nobody, there's not a lot of people who played back then. They don't know. They this, don't know. This, this, is, this is before <laughs> my time. Funny. I started playing when Dark Knight came out. Like Dark Knight Awakening was like a week away from coming out. It was my first week of like actually playing seriously. 
Um, okay, so this person says, edit. I know I come off as abrasive, but that's just me, so try not to take anything personally. I agree, Rezler's a bitch. He says, removing, <laughs> removing essay on block or just removing grabs. Come on, guys. Say it out loud. I think this is this he's on our side, right? I'm pretty sure. I, said, I think so, but then yeah. it makes me question why he's complaining about it. He says, come on, guys. Say it out loud, then still just refuse to accept those classes are or at or should be at the very worst balanced around those mechanics. Um, you said last week making everything a copy of each other with different skin would be boring. So maybe embrace then instead of just complaining for 15 minutes, just to complain about grabs. I think he's referring to commenters, not us in that whole sentence. Maybe. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's how it sounds to me. Because we, we didn't complain. Unless he's talking about Nayashi. Maybe he's complaining about Nayashi. He specifically Nayashi. said that we said that last week that everything would be cookie cutter if, you know, they made everything the same or whatever. That's what I'm, I'm very confused about yeah, this. I don't know. I think the wording was just poor. Um, he says there has been noticeable quality and drop, uh, quality drop in the past month, tons of misinformation about patches or classes. And now too many long winded yet half thought out rants that are just a waste of time where someone talks over the others until they get to their point and cross. Then no one comments and everyone moves on. Cause it doesn't matter. Maybe some more structure and hosts actually giving a damn about the game and podcasts again might help. If you agree with that, and instead, just think about why and how it seems like some might not care anymore. Either way, something is off. No, I agree. Reslar's definitely quit the game a long time ago and still just <laughs> comes on for the podcast. Uh, yeah, so my response to that section is just uh, no. Pretty much to, to everything that was said in that last section. Um, we're not a news organization. Uh, we say what's going on and then we give our opinions on it. Um, and that's kind of how the show rolls. And also more structure would make us more like a news organization. And in my opinion, more boring. I think the fun of the show, part of the fun is how free form it is. We yeah, have a very loose. I have, to, I have to pee real quick. So finish that thought, but I want to address this comment. So save it. I'll be right oh, back. Oh yeah. I saw that as well. I know. Yeah. Uh, Again, I think part of why, I mean, I like our show, because I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't, is that it is so freeform, that we do go off on tangents, that we do rant about things. But it's like, we can't stop every time someone rants and have an hour-long debate until somebody admits defeat. Because then we'd have, <laughs> we'd have like a six-hour show every single day. And it's already, like, we get done with our, like, two to three hours after finishing comments, and we are tired, very tired. We're ready to just, you know, take it easy for the rest of the night. So, yeah, that just can't really happen. We can't just solve everything and make the other person admit defeat in this debate of wits or something like that. Um, as far as a drop in quality, again, I just disagree. I think... Uh, I think it's gone up in quality, especially since we added Nayashi, because we were able to add an opinion that uh, can vouch for okay. the things that me and Frosty can't. Because me and Frosty don't play Musa Mewa, we almost, except for when Frosty plays Sork, we've always played, and when I played Archer, we've always played grab classes. So having that opinion there, if somebody who's played nothing but non-grab classes, adds a lot to the conversation, I think. Um, our sound quality has kind of dipped up and down, but I think overall it's a lot higher now than 
it was when we first started. Um, and we're obviously pushing out a lot more content because our average episode like duration has gone up considerably from when we first started, when these things were like an hour and a half long and we were like, holy shit, that was a super long one. So is this in reference to you not giving a damn? No, this is in reference to the quality going down. I just, I hard disagree with that. I mean, obviously it's subjective entirely. So if you feel that way, well, sorry, but I just, I hard disagree. Well, listen to like episode one through five and then listen to episode four. 45 through 50. <laughs> One through five was rough, dude. It was rough. All right. Yeah. And we have way Rezo better brought guests. his mom on in episode three. It was super <laughs> weird. We have way better guests on now that are way more knowledgeable and have played the game for a lot longer and a lot more involved in the community, like Anfield, like Tim Allen, even though people hate him. Like, we, we have on more, like, uh, opposing opinions like when we brought on Shaky Bay, we brought on Tim Allen, we brought on Fake Uniform. I tried to get Joe to come on, but he never replied to me. That would have been interesting. So I don't know. I just I I I hard disagree with the quality thing, but again it is entirely subjective. So I mean if that's how you feel, man. Sorry. Right. Okay, so uh Car Silg says, but Joe did went for chests. He said himself he told to come to place at the time and get your free loot, he went there, and he went there. And then West J Finn says, "Yeah, but they don't care. They don't care because having him on the podcast pumps up numbers." Same uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. So th- same this dude. is the part two of this guy that's hilarious to me is that he says having him on the podcast pumps up numbers. We've never had Joe on the podcast. No, no, no I think he's talking about Tim. I don't understand. I think he's no, talking but- about Tim. But specifically referring to Joe. Well, the guy above is referring to Joe, but he's responding to Tim. I think I think he's referencing Tim in this. How, having Tim on is look. Here's the thing. I also think like just 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 to be factually accurate here. Let me just make sure I'm right here. Um, having having <laughs> Tim on. Uh, did not help our numbers because the episode before where we had no guest, we did a lot better. Yeah. Just saying. So I, we had Tim on because we thought it would be interesting and we want to hear his opinion. He said he had strong opinions and I wanted specifically for me personally to like argue with him. And I also kind of wanted to argue with Anfield, but I thought in the podcast we would disagree on more stuff. <laughs> but apparently we don't and like i to me i think like having a a debate is is way more interesting than three people agreeing for three hours on everything just yeah i don't know so yeah we're gonna make happy at the end of the day you're always gonna say things that people are gonna disagree there's gonna be people in the comment section of this i'm sure that'll roast me alive because of some things i've said or and you guys as well it's just how it is you can't oh yeah make everyone happy it's just not how the world works it's less interesting yeah. that way. Well, I don't know. They they really liked Rylock, so if they don't like you, then dude, I they like did like Rylock. Dude, West. The thing is, West Jafin, you have to understand is is much like Anfield with his partnership. Rizzler is making a lot of money on this podcast, right? So he'll do anything for numbers. <laughs> I am I am rich, bro. Dude, I only bring on the the people that will bring me more numbers. Obviously, yeah, we're not going like to get Tim. those pharmaceutical ads if we're not bringing on Tim every once in a while. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah by the way Anfield, the reason i laughed so hard whenever you asked if we were in the partner discord is because i've said from like 
from like day one when somebody asked if we were gonna if we were in the partner discord i said they're they'll never invite us to be partners because we shit on them too much i don't <laughs> that can't be true i defend them tooth and nail yeah, Frosty is basically so to explain the dynamic here very quickly. Frosty is their white knight. He gets a check every uh, month in the mail from Pearl Abyss for doing his work, and then I am basically just the complainer. I complain about everything that there is to complain about, and that's why my RNG is bad. Is because Pearl Abyss hates me, and it's why I'm full <laughs> pen C nine. You should hop on board, Anfield. It's it's beautiful up here. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I could, you know. Tap pen black star on sixty fail stacks and two pen distortion earrings while making people watch me for two hours. <laughs> don't forget the <laughs> don't forget the pen tongue red neck and pen bassy belt. Uh, of course, of course, but they're minor. Let's be fair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that red nose belt is that what you just said? <laughs> um, Bono no says Reslar try setting Gloud flare. At- as your DNS server for a bit better speeds. That one you can actually do on your own, Res, in your browser. How do I do that? That's a good question. Google how to change your DNS server and then change it to Cloud Cloudflare. Might be Cloudflare, but maybe I Cloudflare. Think, I think it's Cloudflare. I've heard of Cloudflare before. Yeah. Either way, look them both up. But yeah, changing your DNS server, you can just do in your browser. Um, djax 71 says all i do is die so i have no idea what's happening in the world of bdo <laughs> standard you must be a warrior uh Cylixer says great video i really liked it oh no this dude fuck this guy Cylixer. i like that someone replied to one of them and said hi tom i do just a spammer dude block that shit I wait is that man. tom that's tom <laughs> dude tom got a new account <laughs> Fuck Tom, Tom dude. Fucking hate that. Uh, Glyph Weir says before last. Be, uh, ooh woo. Karen says B, and Kashira says last. And that's it. That's all the comments. And that's it. Um, that's all the comments. Thank you so much, Anfield, for coming on. I know it's super late. The comment section runs long as fuck. Um, if you could let everyone know how to find your stream, how to find your YouTube channel, and and where to find you, and that sort of stuff, and we'll also have all that in the youtube description yeah it's just twitch.tv all that good stuff and then it's just anfield with a w on the end the w stands for something new every time someone asks me so so what does it stand uh, for then, oh, <laughs> uh this time uh i think it's yeah. for uh weak class in <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and then youtube you also have a youtube channel am i right yeah, I mean, if, you, if they go to the Twitch, it's all under there. Um, okay. All the links are there. Twitch.tv well, slash AnfieldW. I'll put the links to all that stuff in the description. So if you want to check out Anfield and his uh, EU Ranger antics, I'm assuming just constantly dying to everyone who looks in his direction because Ranger's yes. just that just that weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have, one, I have one last Ranger question before we part ways. Who is your favorite ranger like if they put up a video you watch it no matter what well like who i think is the best the best or just like when they put up a video that's pvp related you're like i want to see this maybe i'll get something new out of it 1v1 senpai yamity for or 1v1 yeah and for large scale rylock they're different abilities you'll have some rangers that like basically spend their lives in battle arena like they've got really good time bomb critical yamity leviticus etc um and then you have other rangers that are still good at that but then i really respect large scale because 
it's a very different skill doing good in large scale. And I think Rylock, some of Rylock's videos are great, especially when it was Awakening Era, because Succession is just... Yeah. I stand here and spend this ending current. But uh, <laughs> if you watch Rylock's videos, I don't know if you've seen any of them. Uh, he made some great videos of the oriented towards GVGs. That's actually my favorite content in the game. It's not Node Wars or Sieges. It's GVG open world stuff. He makes excellent videos. He's, he's just huge respect for that guy too. Cool, man. So we ha- I, I have one more question. We asked Rylock this. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the best Rangers in like the different aspects of the game? Like the 1v1 and the small scale and the large scale? Like, I guess I kind of answered that. I mean, for me, Senpai Yamini was the best 1v1-er. Um, you know, there's others that are up there. Critical, um, and Time Bomb, Swift, Leviticus was extremely good. Um, if you go even further back, Yuna from Enemy was amazing. Um, and back when Koreans could actually play BDO, um, <laughs> Elsha El Ariel was good. Oh, dude. I know people do not respect Korean PvP anymore. I I do still think they're they're like number one ninja, number one mooses. Those two people are still super good. Blackface and I, I forget the other guy's name, but yeah, a lot of their players people don't think are very good anymore. Uh, There's a ranger that makes a lot of content. Sorry to cut you off. Um, Jang. Well, Jang. I love so Jang, bad. dude. <laughs> He's not good, but dude, he his content is actually awesome. It's oh my god, and uh, well, the the worst part is going through the comments and be like, oh my god, you're my ranger idol, you're so good in all this. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I don't look at my, I'm an experienced ranger. I don't think I'm a great, amazing god tier player or anything. But God, he's so bad. Um, but yeah, uh, it is dude, what it is. Korea, poor Korea. Uh, I should have asked this earlier on, but oh, another another final question: Who is your favorite player that's not a ranger? That's PvP wise, like someone that you're like, damn, that that dude's fucking good. There's so many. Um, if I had to isolate one single player, um, and it's only because of what he's done on multiple classes, rather than be extremely good. Like for example, I could throw out um, another ex enemy player, Red Zerk, amazing mm-hmm. berserker. Yeah, Red Zerk. Um, Low beer as well, where it was actually really good. Um, you know, Cecil Frizer is is makes. Witch look overpowered in 1v1, which most witches will say, we're terrible. Um, but I think if if it was one player, quite honestly, it would have to be FXB. Um, just blew my mind uh, on, on any class he played. Um, he would pick it up and just make it look amazing. I mean, some of the classes were very good, but he would go beyond what you know your average player. Would, His name is go. FXB? FX. I'll just type it. And just the three letters? <laughs> or is it... Ty- F- oh, FXP. Okay. Yeah, um, he's amazing. Um, Featheray, uh, I guess, Awakening DK gameplay. Um, it was funny because like, if you fight a lot of Awakened DKs um, as a ranger, it's a decent matchup, but then you face one that actually knows what they're doing on Awakened Awaken DK, and it's a nightmare. And he was excellent on that. Um, Musa, Wusa. <laughs> Wusa. Uh, uh, my boy Wusa. I named I named our guild's elephant after him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've met so many great players, and it's funny because some people, you know, they have this attitude when I watch my stream sometimes, as if I I talk about myself as if I'm some amazing player, and I really don't think I am. I'm an experienced player, is what I would say. I, I don't think I'm like mind blowing or anything like that. Um, but there are some players that I, I look at and I'm like, wow, you know, that's amazing. That's great. Um, 
So it's, it is hard to choose because genuinely there are so many players. And the only reason I would choose FXB there is because he's played so many different classes and been amazing on them. So. All right. Um, yeah, so that about does it. Um, make sure you follow Anfield, twitch.tv slash AnfieldW. Check out his YouTube channel. He streams. How often do you stream? Every day? Kind of? Um, Every other day? Yeah, I, I guess pretty much most days, except for Sunday when I, I, I'd stream Classic WoW and i lose followers because oh, it's no. not video. I know. It's terrible. Not because it's not video. It's because it's slow and boring. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Check out, check out Anfield. Thank you so much for coming on. Make sure um, you like the YouTube video, upvote, yada yada yada, that sort of thing. Share it, post it in in game. E U N A K R S E A doesn't matter. Um, Xbox, PS4. Even though your guys' frame rate is shit, we still appreciate you guys as well. <laughs> um, I stream during the week as well, twitch.tv slash sofrosty, so does Nayashi, his twitch is twitch.tv slash sofrosty. Um, okay, yeah. no, 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 no. Huh? Nayashi is twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA. Don't fucking, uh, he's not even here to defend himself, man, that's fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for watching.